Hi, guys. D'Lo, you're back. Yeah, I'm back. We, we didn't make it to Pennsylvania. We did make it to Kaluna, Iowa, where we spent a few weeks with the Mennonite congregation outside town. Thankfully, these Mennonites permit zippers on clothes. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to stay there at all. And our attempt to assimilate with the Mennonites would have been a total failure. No zippers? What? Yeah. Some of the older Anabaptist sects do not permit zippers. I'm not really sure why. Buttons are not permitted due to their tendency to become ostentatious, which is totally understandable. I mean, look at P. Diddy's buttons. But zippers? I don't think zippers have the tendency to, you know... Wait a minute. No buttons and no zippers. What are you talking about? Yeah, so we have a lot of zippers on our clothes, so that was a little difficult. But anyways... And as it was, I'd say we did okay living with the Mennonites for three weeks. But two things forced us to eventually leave and head back to Boulder, where we're currently renting out our basement from the folks we subletted our house to. The first was the singing, man. The singing is the most important thing that happens in Mennonite worship. And my God, Paulie, I can't handle <laughs> the singing. I mean, I love singing. I do. You do love singing. I do. I, but they sang so damn much, man. Every day we get together to worship and sing, and it really just got to me. I wanted to work, not sing, you know? Wait a minute. You wanted to work and not to sing. Right? I mean, that's understandable. But there was just too much singing. And you might think that I had issues with the orndung, but no, I had no problem understanding the orndung and how it dictated how society functioned in Kaluna. Orndung? What? Orndung is German for order, or maybe it's some sort of a Pennsylvania Dutch brutalization of the German word. I'm not really sure, but it's the order of the community. So yeah, I was fine with the Orndung, but I don't know why. I didn't think of this beforehand, but check this out. The Mennonites don't drink beer. None. Oh. Yeah, no beer. Can you believe that? Now, how am I of Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month fame supposed to function in Kaluna, Iowa without drinking beer? Come on, man. Even I know that the Anabaptist sects don't permit alcohol. I know. It's totally stupid of me. I should have realized that alcohol is not permitted by the Orndung. I guess I just overlooked that. Anyway, we stayed as long as we could, learned a lot, and I'd just like to thank the Mennonites of Kaluna for taking us in and teaching us about their culture. And we would have loved to stay if we could have just enjoyed some double IPAs at the end of the day. Wow, man. Yeah. Anyways, hey, hey Disco. Yeah. What's up? Let's start the show. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! Oh, we're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no parece fiesta. It's the Trail Show. My God, Polly. Featuring Launton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia, P.O.D., Amosil. What are you girls doing up here? Mike, Dilo, DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul, Max Macanati. He's a fraud. And now, from Dilo's basement, it's the Trail Show. Oh yes, live from the Bobby Walter Studio at the Diloplex Broadcast Center in the heart of Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. You are listening to the Trail Show. We've been downloaded over thirty-five thousand times and are now heard in seventy-eight countries around the world. By the way, a big welcome to the one person who downloaded the show recently from Kazakhstan. Yes, I knew wow. it. it I'm not making that up. It's Borat. That's right. It is Tuesday, October 15th. We're happy to have you along with us today. You can hear today's trail show and our full catalog of free shows on Stitcher Radio. That's right, folks. The trail show is now on Stitcher. Stitcher is a free mobile app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows anytime and anywhere. No downloading. No syncing and no wasted memory mags. 
Stitcher is available on iPhone, iPad, and Android devices, and it's integrated in over 4 million card dashboards. What do you think wow. about that, Dilo? That's, That's heavy, man. Awesome. If That's you heavy. don't, if you don't have Stitcher, download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. And real quick, I want to relay my iPod story. So I had this iPod for like four years, left it in a pocket, went through the washing machine. Now I have no iPod. I tried all the tricks with the rice and the vacuum and the blow drying. Nothing worked. It's tanked. However, the beauty with Stitcher is that now I don't have to listen to podcasts on my iPod. I can stream them live via my Stitcher app on my Google phone. Dude, you could get a Zoom. <laughs> Dude, no. you could get a Zoom, man. Yeah, Seriously. No. You know, I actually own a Zoom. I know Max owns a Zoom. That's why I threw that out there. Oh, my gosh. One so, of, like, two in the world. If your business or website is interested in advertising on The Trail Show, please email our advertising staff at sales at thetrailshow.com. Partner with The Trail Show and get the word out about your business or website. That contact info again, Delo is sales at the trailshow.com. And I just like to add for franchise opportunities, if you want to start your own trail show in your neck of the woods, yeah. send an email to legal at the trailshow.com. Franchise opportunities await. Mags. I had someone mail me on Twitter. They actually want a franchise in North Carolina. All right. There we so, go. There you go. We're Ooh. up and running, man. Up and running. That and the hundred bucks that Stitcher gave us for <laughs> yeah, right. yeah right we, we'd only be so lucky rolling in the dough man rolling in the dough and there they are ladies and gentlemen they were taping a special across the hall we have Angel Hair and Rigatoni Noodlehead in studio this woo, woo, woo. straight off the Camino de Santiago in Iceland and may I ask what was the special about next door that you were taping well that's very personal. <laughs> but it had to do with relationships and Oh. <laughs> there were there were a lot of webcams. Yeah? Was Barry White involved in some way? Oh, I hope so. Just to, yeah. Oh, I, I, How okay. could he not be, really? <laughs> now I have to say I'm excited to be in the Deluxe Delo Studios and um, the thing that really impresses me, I mean I knew they would be posh, but I did not know that you all wore plush <laughs> Terry Cloth ra- bathrobes while filming. Kiki, exactly. you were supposed to keep that, you know, on the deal. Yeah, yeah nobody needs to know that because this is a radio show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, Rigatoni, you're awful quiet over there, man. What's no, going on? I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of starstruck. Um, yeah, right. I'm starstruck being here in the uh, Boulder district of beer. Denver, and uh, <laughs> I've listened to a lot of these uh, trail shows, and um, I'm just really proud to be part of one and see the inner workings. And uh, to see what's behind the curtain. And, and we really pulled out all the stops for the Noodleheads today. Uh, we're actually forcing them to share one microphone because we don't have right. a we don't have a six <laughs> microphone. So hit that donate button over there at the uh, thetrailshow dot com. I just want to say that I think it's totally understandable to be starstruck in our presence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. Dilo, I'm kind of surprised to hear you say something like that. I wouldn't Why? expect you to no. say anything like that. We're celebrities. All right, let's set the table, guys. What are we doing today? We got. We're going to start out with trail news with Mr. Magnati over there. Lots of trail news. And we got Noodleheads top ten live, live because they are in studio. Treat. Wait, you guys didn't record it? To the, I would like to, the the. They don't even know what the subject is, so. Yes. They, meaning us, yeah. dropping, the other. We're dropping this on everybody. Wow. We, it is a surprise. We're very excited. Yeah, we are very excited. Um, and, of course, because we have the Noodleheads in studio, our trail of the month will be El Camino de Santiago, or what's the French? How did the French say it? 
Chemin de Saint-Jacques. Oh, nice. Chemin de Saint-Jacques. Okay, we had a lot of outdoor trips this past month. Um, trail work in Boulder. I went fishing for my first time in two decades. Caught four brown trout. I'll tell you about that later. Uh, Rigatoni, you're going to be really jealous because it was right in your backyard. Wet Mountains, Skirka Trip. Mags did another, uh, co-led another Skirka Trip. Don't hear about and then P.O.D. and I are just on the hills of a steamboat day hike in Soak. Yep. We've got mailbag. We've got some letters this month. Uh, we've got some shout-outs to give out. Beer and bandwidth sponsors. i got a trail tip of the month that is going to be a little surprise. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. Uh, we've got some bad bologna. 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 Bologna, buddy. Bologna. <laughs> a, a new segment. A new segment, if you will. Whenever we really? get it. Yeah. Bad Bologna is our newest segment. Yes. It's our newest segment. I like it. Sponsored uh, by Oscar Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Great American Beer Festival recap. And we oh, need to, God. We can't wait to relay some of those stories, including what our friend Markham did right at the end of the event. That was wonderful. <clears throat> which D'Lo missed because he left early. But we'll be coming back to that. And I think we covered our, our uh, D'Lo have. situation. Oh, yeah. And as always, Beer of the Month. Ask a Hiker with D'Lo. Ask a She Hiker with P.O.D. That's correct. All right. But now it's time for my personal favorite segment. Mike DeLorenzo's. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It gets shorter every episode, man. Pretty soon it's just going to be Mike. And then you'll just know what to do. Yeah, well, I don't know what to do because I didn't bring the yeah, beer. Yeah, actually, this well, is actually this is POD's beer yes. of the month. The October show's beer was provided by Mountain Toad Brewery. Head over to Mountain Toad Brewery. Yes, and their spectacular beer garden located in beautiful downtown Golden. Grab yourself a growler of Unde Belgian Brew, White Ranch Wit, or any of their fine beers on tap. You can always find them online at www. Dot mountain toad brewing dot com. The first one we are on is the Belgian, the Undu Belgian Brew, which is 6.8% ABV and 22 IBUs. A Belgian double. This beer was originally brewed for our wedding and named the I Do Brew. Yeah. Wow. It was so popular that we began to include it in our regular brewing rotation. Once you try it, you'll want do. And just so everybody knows, um, they are located right up from Clear Creek at 900 yes. Washington Avenue, which is in just beside downtown Golden. I mean, yep. it's a couple blocks up from the creek, um, and they're currently open every day but Monday. And their beer garden and that it's whole, awesome. It, it is awesome. They've, they've got a food truck back there. They've got lots of great beer on tap. Go to Mountain Toad, get you some beer, yes. and tell them the trail show sent you. I don't know when I, I this first time I've heard of it, so the I Do Brew, Yeah. It, it just seemed like a funny thing to have, like a beer, like just like I do, like wedding, like that, like the mo- the promo should be like guaranteed to produce offspring. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Whoa, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. Well, we yeah. That then it could be called I did. The, <laughs> the I did brew. <laughs> I did. I do. I did. I regret. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hear. The, I, I think I hear the vacuum tubes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's all the news that's fit to hear with Mr. Paul Mags Mignotti. Mags, take it away. Well, our first new item is from superfan Bobby Walters. Woo! Yeah, Bobby Walters. Yes! And, you know, with all this shenanigans going on with the government, you know what's being affected? Bobby yes. Walters? Craft C- Brewing. 
There's no end to... Oy vey. Yes. Oh, I read about that. Yes. So there's no commission to allow new beers to be brewed. And what? Yeah. It's just a tragedy. So to our government officials, please, 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 <laughs> please come to an agreement. Hold on tight, D-Lo. There's another news item just for you. Okay. White River National Forest. 3,000 plants seized by the U.S. Forest Service and destroyed... Eight point four million worth of a certain kind of plant. Wait a minute, what, what oh, plants? Snap. What kind of plants are we talking uh, about? Lavender? Are we talking about chrysanthemum? One, what are we talking about? One used for medicinal purposes in Colorado, soon to be for recreational purposes. Oh, Dilo, <laughs> do you know what plant he's talking about? I do. It's the uh, cannabis. <laughs> oh, okay, plant okay. So. Are you okay with that, dude? Oh, I am, because there's so many indoor growers in every single warehouse in the Front Range area that it's not really... That well, here's what I don't get. So, White River National Forest, correct me if I'm wrong, is the most visited national forest in Colorado and possibly in the U.S.? I don't know the raw numbers, but I know it's very popular. But to me, it's like if I'm going to be growing a legal pot somewhere and 3,000 plants worth... Why would I put it in the most popular national forest yeah, why in God's country? Plant- why? Why not also do a plantation like on the Four Pass Loop or something? Rigatoni, I want you to tell me why. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I thought it was legal, so I don't even know why. <laughs> it is legal in Colorado. Well, it's federal land, though. Oh, there's that yeah. little thing. You can only benefit from federal land if you own cows. I think if you want to be an industrious pot farmer, you just rent out a big warehouse. There, that too. It, it is legal you know, now. So any yeah. questions about what Max just said can be directed to legal at thetrailshow.com, and D-Lo will handle those yeah. now so that he's back in the he's fold. He's a resident expert. I'm also, yeah. I'm also in charge of franchise opportunities, so if you or anyone you know is interested in franchising the trail show and broadcasting your own trail show every month, please contact legal at thetrailshow.com. Can I... You, I've heard you say that a lot because I've listened to every trail show. <laughs> yeah. You're the one. This is... I've listened to every single one. No, one, no one's and, um, asked about it. And I just wondered, my mom was a TCBY franchisee. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, being a franchisee, she got um, table um, things that said TCBY and yeah. napkins and spoons. And so if I'm a franchisee, what am I going to get from the trail show once I... Well, we haven't quite figured that out trail yet. Trail show thongs. <laughs> we have a stockpile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trail show thongs. And you probably get some merchandise from our cafe press store. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's well. Good. That's where the trail show thongs come from, which yeah. which you could use to impress your colleagues and show them that you are now a trail show franchisee. You know, <laughs> check out these trail show spoons I have. You know. <laughs> All right, we're bringing it back to mags. So, <laughs> changing tactics from the thongs here. Fourteeners <laughs> uh, through hike was completed. Yes. Oh, was it? This awesome. was pretty impressive. They m- mapped their own route. Junaid Dewad and Luke DeMuth, 1,400-plus miles, 300K-plus elevation gain in oh 71 gosh. days. And they ran out of the elevation gain um, numbers because their GPS, they're using just... It exploded from the sheer, <laughs> the sheer amount of, of elevation gain that they were doing. 71 days. And I saw them on their second-to-last day just outside of Rocky Mountain. Really? And they lucked out so much because... Um, there was the floods that shut down the park for a while. Yeah. Then yeah. there was the government shutdown four days later. They timed it just about perfect. Wow. And they ended up finishing on a beautiful fall day. Well, congrats to them. What a, I mean, no one's done and that what, before, what, right? I'm confused what they did. So I'm going to just be like audience since I'm like always listening to this. Okay. And I've always wanted to be like, well, hey, I didn't follow that. They did all. So, oh, I'm sorry. Did they, they, they hiked every single 
I, you're right. Fourteen, like they, as a through hike. They connected yes. all the fourteeners. Just started um, Calibra down in the southern part of Colorado, finished at Long's Peak, not hmm. too far from here, an hour or so. And they did it through hiking style. They connected the dots. Oh my god! That is, and they mapped yeah. their own route, and it just. And I looked at their wow. uh, route on uh, Google Earth. They didn't road walk. They took trails and bushwhacked wherever they can. That's they didn't so do cool. any road walking? They did some. But, they must have. Well, yeah, but I mean, they tried to do as much trails as they could. Right, but there has to be some road walking. But they would there. take Jeep roads when they could. Yeah. It, I mean, it was pretty impressive. Did they, they take did. naps? Naps? No. I'd have. Well, you know what? Why wouldn't they take naps? Come on, man. It's 71 you know what days. You've got to take a nap. You know what they Come did on. take, though, was some, um, some bourbon and whiskey. Yeah. And Represent. Wait a minute. No beer? They said they would have that in towns. You know, we got to uh, have those guys on the show, and we'll give them some beer. Rumor has it, <laughs> in the next month or so, we might have them. Ooh. Ooh. Rumor has it. Because Junaid. They might be on the show. Yeah. Get on the trail. Yeah. On the show. Because yeah. Junaid lives right here in Boulder. Cool. Great. So oh. That was very to. impressive. Congratulations to both of them. So NPR had a story out in the PCT. <gasps> I heard this. It was so exciting. A thousand hikers applied for a permit this year. Is that a record? Yes. About 500 people finished, apparently. Wow. Oh, we're getting into those. And Strades Wild is part of it. Oh, of course it is. So that rumor has it. A government shutdown. Wait. That's not the best part of that story. What is the best part? <laughs> the best part of that story is that they interviewed Jerry and Andrea Dinsmore. Yeah. Big up Dinsmore. They were Dinsmore's. on NPR. Oh, is that where that came from? I didn't realize that. Yes. Oh, awesome. It was really cool. Max. They interviewed Jerry Dinsmore on NPR. That, that's because he's like the salt of the earth. Type. I know. That's awesome. It was really cool. That made his life. I'm I sure bet. it did. Oh, they're awesome, the Dinsmores. They are awesome. Guys, um, I probably didn't tell you this, but I'm actually heading out to, uh, to Oregon uh, in a few weeks. To do what? To be an extra. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, really? In the you, filming of Did Wild. you get the call? I got the call, You've yeah. got your screen actor Are you, you going to be the, uh, the dready heroin dealer that I they am, were looking yeah. for? I'm going to be the dready heroin dealer. I'm going to be the extra dready heroin dealer because they've, they've got, you know, a star who's going to be the dready heroin dealer. Lenny and, Kravitz. Yeah, but uh, I'm just, you know, I'm there to kind of be his double. You look yeah! like Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> it's, it's from all that, like, Rasta talk you did on, yeah. on the trail show, on the show early yeah. on. So. Yeah, but me and, Sh- me and Cheryl have been in touch, and uh, nice. yeah. she's pretty stoked, yeah. And Reese is a list- listener, so, you know. So, yeah, that's a great segue because they really are looking for extras in Ashland, Oregon. They want people who look like they can dress the 90s, yeah. and they're looking for vehicles um, around 1995. Yeah, I'm heading out there. Well, they just need to get the Boston Red Sox in, just the whole team. You guys seen any of the baseball? Oh, the beards? They're, they're doing like, the whole... I, was, I don't look I'm not like a baseball hikers. fan, but it's going on right now. And I just want everyone to know that this, these people are not baseball fans because the, the, the series is going on right now. Yeah. Actually, that game's already over no, for today. No, but the other one is going on right now. Yes, but we don't care about the other one. Anyway, um, <laughs> all the Boston Red Sox guys are like through hikers. Yeah, no, they, they do. It's funny. Every single one. Yeah, they look uh, like... And they, they pull on each other's beards. beards. Oh, big yeah. shaggy beard. Every, every one that bats, you're like... That looks like redwood. That looks like, <laughs> like, like handstand right there. Yeah, dude, it's weather no, carrot. It's seriously like five-month beard. Yeah. It's, it's so Whoa. cool. I'm like a big nice. Boston Red Sox fan. I don't even follow baseball. Have they been oh, growing no. their beards uh, all season I don't season know the whole story behind it because I've only watched the last two games. And uh, Why? Have you guys I, been out of the country or something? We've only been in country two days. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, while you were gone, the government... Shut down. What, Max? Wah, wah, Come on. Wah, wah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 <laughs> and it's affecting trails. National parks are closed. Yeah. When, when, is it, when a national park is closed, can you still walk in it? Legally, no. 
Oh, I've heard of people God. in Shenandoah, let's say. Yeah, but there's no one back there to check up on you. The law enforcement agents are out there. LEO Park Rangers. People have been Lame. warned. Seriously. That's just, that was just, a little louder than it was supposed to so be. So can I just mention that we were in Iceland last week, and yeah. we were in a soaking in a natural hot spring, Yeah. and we met a scientist that was so bummed out that our government was shut down because he can't get scientific data valuable well, he was a to German his research. Scientist. Hmm. Not an American. He was German. And he, so it was weird that he had affected them. Yeah, just international embarrassment. How important Americans are! It's completely embarrassing. (laughs) It's completely embarrassing. There's a saying: when America sneezes, Canada catches the flu. (laughs) (laughs) Every every month, every month he's got a new one. I I gotta start collecting these, man. We're we're gonna be able to do a show, a bonus show at some point in time. It's just mags, one liners, just like a coffee table book. Yeah, it should be. You know, go suck eggs in Boston. With pictures, with pictures of mags, just like with different facial expressions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Okay, mags, please continue. But seven hundred miles, the AT are shut down. For example, right now. Yep. But there is hope. There is hope. Some states are taking over the parks for a while. Yeah. Like Colorado. Like Colorado. It's cost them 40000 a day, but they're doing uh, it. Holy well, Utah, um, Grand Canyon might be opening. The Smokies might be opening. But right now, Arizona Parks, some of them, and Rocky Mountain National Park are open. I was there Sunday, and it was really nice to be there. I heard they had 10,000 visitors go through the gate yes. Sunday because the they main, really That's opened. not counting the side portions like Wild Basin and Long's yeah. Peak Trailhead. The main gates, 10,000 people. I mean, think about how much money that is. So 10,000 people went through the gates this weekend because it reopened. And those 10,000 people wouldn't have gone through the gates and spent monies in a, a Estes Park or you know local areas. Like They opened it for two days and... Boom, 10,000 people show up. That's yeah. crazy. You know, Estes Park, between the floods and the yeah. shutdown, yeah. they were really hurting. We actually went to town, Adriana and I, and I made a point of buying something just to help out. Sure. And the person... Weed. Came, yeah. <laughs> stuffed, stuffed animals? Was there a green cross on the outside of the building, Mags? <laughs> I wasn't with Below, so no. Uh, went to the Stanley Hotel for my brother and picked up some glasses. But anyway, oh, cool. she must have thanked us three times. Oh, very nice. genuine. They were just hurting. So it was good to help out. And it's a good thing of the local economies that the parks are open. Um, you probably heard about this. The PCT hikers stranded and rescued. There were two. There oh. were five altogether. Oh, good Lord. There was a gentleman from Japan. There was a yeah. Rocket Llama was the other famous one, five days. They're really pushing the envelope this year, finishing. Glacier yeah. Peaks Wilderness, right? It's been bad weather. Well, it's kind of normal, I, I guess. After October 1st, it can, you're really rolling the dice. Yeah. Yeah. That's another story for another time, but people are stranded and they had to hike out, et cetera. Um, having said that, people have been taking alt routes to Ross Lake. Really? Mm-hmm. Just to finish, and it's lower elevation. It's right at the Canadian border. So your permit you get from the Canadian government's for Monument 78, hmm. not Ross Lake. And it was on PCTL. One hiker was actually detained by the Canadian Border Patrol. Oh, please. Come on. True man. story. I'm glad to know that we're not the only country that's ridiculous. I, I think <laughs> they actually, because his... Those damn Mounties. Yeah. Well, his permit on. was for Monument 78, so the, yeah. the Mounties around there and the law enforcement officials understand it. Uh-huh. So they actually called Im- Canadian Immigration, picked him up. What? Yeah. Oh, Lord. So is Monument 78 closed? No, it's just, it's, it's all just snowy. Cold and snowy. Ross oh. Lake is lower from what I understand. So, okay. So finally, this poor gentleman, a Canadian official, clued into the PCT. Oh, 
and here you got you tried doing it good faith because he had the permit. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, some cops are by the letter of the law. Right. Sure. But the poor guy so, was cuffed. And, Delo's kind of like that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> So, youngest solo AT through hiker. Oh, wait a minute. There's a new one every month. Like, oh what? Well, I thought. Wait, is this uh, no. four year old kid this time? That, that wasn't. In what, utero. Three, three in- <laughs> <laughs> it was born on the top of Katahdin. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, the other je- person wasn't solo. This is solo. Oh. S- a four year old hiked the AT solo. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never chipmunk warrant. You see how 50. D'Lo spreads. He starts these rumors. You know, he says things. And it, it, I mean, D'Lo, come on, guy. What, what are she, you doing? She was 15 years old, and she was doing it kind of slack pack style. Her mom uh, would meet her okay. with an RV at Road Cross. Sometimes she would backpack. Uh, Tom's Run Shelter in PA. Yeah? One of them was destroyed by fire. You know, it was a double shelter system in PA. Was it a hiker started fire? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's from somebody. <laughs> yeah. It's a ganj. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I mean, either a wildfire started it or it was hiker cause. Like, didn't oh, okay. indicate it was hiker cause, so. Hmm. Maybe yeah. it was vandals. Could be vandals. Could be. Could but be. That's a good point. Vandals. Vandals. Yeah. Aren't they, they a band? Burned yeah. The burned down the shelter. He got all pissed off at the hikers and burned down the shelter. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did oh, I? That's boy. for a bonus show. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that out yeah. loud. <laughs> We're going to do a bonus show about all the different shelters we've vandalized. So, oh, finally, yeah. on a last note, I vowed to end an optimistic note this time. Pumps to Portland. Alex Falacone hoofed 1,230 miles to quote the article with a cute pair of shoes. He hiked in pumps. What? Hiked what? The PCT in pumps. The, what? Yeah. The, the entire trail? No, he wore them as much as he could and slipped on hiking shoes other parts. <laughs> but he claims 12, 1,230 miles and a pair of pumps. I don't think that record counts unless That's, he hiked uh, the whole trail exactly. in his pumps. Yeah. And he no. did it for charity. Remember the, Whoa. Whoa. Remember that, the wedding That came dress? in early. Remember the wedding dress guy yeah. from last year? I do. This is kind of the follow-up, yeah, a different great. guy. Mm. So, who, so was the, who was the charity that benefited from this guy? I, you know what? I'll post the link, and you, yeah. you can check it out on our Facebook page. You don't know. So that's the trend. Youngest through hikers. And what? And men, freaks. And <laughs> there you go. All the news. There it is, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. It's all the news that was fit for you today from Paul Mags Mignanti. All right. Before we go to break, we're going to do a live in-studio Noodlehead's top 10 with Rigatoni and Angel Hair. All right, guys. Are you ready? Well, we are. There needs to be a little intro to this because... Okay. You got some background story for us? A little little background. How about some music? Do we have any background music for these guys? We've we've just been thinking about this topic since um, a certain... Discussion occurred Well, the show got us really upset at one point because we're listening to it, and then all of a sudden, this show is just totally ragging on short people. Yeah. Totally. Disco, cue the the bong music. Yeah. uh, I don't know. You know, maybe the listeners don't know, but, you know, two of the people here are are altitudinally challenged and two aren't. Um, and so, okay. you know, they're ragging on short people, and, and Angel Hair and I are not necessarily going to get called by any basketball team anytime in the near future <laughs> You're short. to participate. Okay, okay. And anyway, so this uh, got us to thinking about the top 10's advantages to being a short hiker. Woo! Ooh, I like and, it. And, you know, this could have been really the top 100, couldn't it? I mean, there were just, like, <laughs> so, so many. So many. Um, but anyway, this was So a- we'll just, we narrowed it down to 10. So right. we'll start with top 10 advantages of being a short hiker. Number 10, your tent is a palace. Number 9, 
You don't have to squat as far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Number eight. You may not know this, but it's cooler down here. (laughs) It's true. true. Number seven. You can hide better from last night's trail tale. (laughs) Oh, whoa. (laughs) Number six. You may also not know. There's more berries down here. Mm, True. Number five. The Napoleon complex freaks the hell out of bears. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, Number four. There's a better view of ants. That was for disco, by the way. Her, yeah, here he's got a, a he ant is. thing. He turns into a screaming little and girl. And he probably doesn't know. What are you that, talking about? I mean, we, we have a complete view of ants. Like, it's just we see yeah. them all. We know we where know. they are. We, we got just them know. We don't put our tent there. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> decreased odds of getting struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. True story. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Number two. You get to be in front of group photos. Oh, yeah. oh, and the number one reason. Advantage to being a short hiker is... Nobody, and I mean nobody, ask you, how's the weather down there? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Wow, people are going crazy. Whoa, people aren't sure if they... (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Thank you. Thank you for a live top ten in studio. Well, I I feel like we spoke for all short hikers and, uh, you know... Don't give up if you're a short Don't hiker. Give That's up. our it's, message. You know, there's plenty. In fact, it's better. There's a lot to do. Go with it's it. better, and most sh- hikers are short. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk all about El Camino de Santiago, or as the French say, Chemin de Saint-Jacques. Donate $10 or more before Thanksgiving, and we will mail you a trail show sticker. Kaboom. The trail show. Raise a glass. The trail show is back. Yay. Yay. And, and just so everybody and knows. raising a glass of Mountain Toad Brewery brew, beer. We have new, larger, bigger than ever trail show stickers. stickers. Size does matter. So here's the deal, people. We got these three and a half inch stickers. They're huge. And you're going to love them. And all you need to do to get yourself a couple of them is donate $10 or more. Or open a franchise. That'll get you some stickers. Yeah, and a thong. And we will mail you not one, but two of these brand new, large, three and a half inch trail show stickers. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the new, larger stickers that we have are actually more coverage than the thong. I yes, believe. I, I believe so. I, I don't think know. that they're larger. That's, that cer- sticker sounds like big enough to to cover up a hole in in hiking shorts. <laughs> I think it could. Yeah. Yes. You know what else you could do with these stickers? What? You could put them on your favorite shelter. No, no, no! Please, Devo. 
Please send send all complaints that's to it, that's legal. It. Well, yeah, trail and then show. carve your name in right next to the yeah, stall. Do oh to say I love the trail show, or yeah. get a sharpie out and write a message on the sign. That's not a bad totally. idea for trail, you know, advertisement. Yeah, yeah totally. trail show signs. No, no, no. Trail no, show no. stickers on every no PC or maybe sign. the shelter registers. Oh no! Well, no. that'd be okay. Brainstorm. That'd be okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> If you want yourself a couple of stickers, head over to thetrailshow.com, hit the donate button, 10 bucks or more, and we will put those in the mail. All right, let's get right into Trail of the Month, which is El Camino de Santiago. Yes, why are you looking at me? I, I think our in-house experts should take over yeah. Yeah, Trail well, of the Month. Okay, so let's, set, let's, uh, let's get a little background here. A little, a little here. background? Our friends, the Noodleheads, have walked the Camino not once, but twice. Do. Correct. I Dude. tell you why. Why? Because a trail is like an old friend, you know? And after a little while, you wonder how that old friend is doing. Ooh. Am I right? You are right. You want to go see. Uh-huh. Okay, so the traditional route is like, what, roughly 500 miles? And it crosses the Pyrenees through France and Spain. Where does it start? Like, where does the... I know there's many routes that you could start, but where does the traditional El Camino de Santiago hike start? Or, or is there well, a, a, a traditional let's, start? Let's say that the traditional one starts in Roncesvalles, which is right in the Pyrenees, and then that means you hike 800 miles from 800 Pyrenees, kilometers. 800 kilometers to, okay. from the Pyrenees to you know the west coast of northern Spain. Okay. Some people like to cross the Pyrenees, so they'll start in Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port, which is just over the Pyrenees. It's a day hike. Mm-hmm. Um, a strenuous day hike. Where did you guys start on your most recent Camino? We started in uh, La Puy, which is another 800, mi- 800 kilometers farther north away from the Pyrenees. Oh. So we, we made it a 1,000-mile a, a walk. Um, cool. We actually enjoyed the French part, we, which we hadn't hiked before, mm. um, probably more than the Spanish part. We enjoyed the Spanish part, too. But the French part, it, it's not as well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as crowded. Uh, you can visit small homes where they take pilgrims in, which they don't do in Spain anymore. It's just too big. But Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And we've, I think you've had a couple segments where we've talked about the community. Yeah. So some of this might yeah. be repeating, but probably worth it. Sure. Yeah, well, we repeat ourselves all the time. Do we? <laughs> we don't have a lot of material, so. Yeah. But I can say, having hiked the uh, American long distance trails, the, you know, the AT and those type of types of trails, is the Camino is like completely different. Yeah. It is. It is not a nature hike. It's a history hike. Hmm. Um, you're hiking through towns and you're seeing Ooh. buildings and cobblestone and, um, you know, nature is not going to be in your top five words when you go to describe the, the Camino de Santiago. You can mm. go to a cafe every day, and you do. And you can sleep in a bed every night unless, you know, you want to, to camp every now and then, which you can camp, but really nobody camps on the Camino. Okay. And I think that's strange maybe for your listening audience to talk about a trail where you don't camp. I mean, it's like people would be like, what? I know, I know. You know, so that's... What kind of trail is that? <laughs> yeah. Ain't no trail. Yes, but it's... Um, it's beautiful Europe. Um, it's not wild nature. And um, it's a very enjoyable hike. It's very stimulating. Like, there's so much interesting stuff to look at. Right. You know, we all come in this room, we all come from kind of the traditional American long-distance hiking background. And, you know, I know we'll get into the way 
later. But like, I got to talk about just one scene real quickly before we get into the movie because it it pertains to this overall discussion. And and so right at the beginning, um, Martin Sheen goes into a refugio, which is it, it looks like an infirmary. It's just lined oh, yeah. <laughs> with like a hundred bunk beds. And like for me, this is the seventh level of hell as far as like what I I would encounter on a through hike. Is, is is that realistic? Oh, that's that scene. I know it's the one you're talking about. Yeah. that's very realistic. And you will hmm. you will have you know rooms like that with 120 bunk beds. <laughs> and oh. and the funny thing is is coming from American trails is that you know the majority of these people aren't going to be folks that are really in hikers. You know, so they're yeah, going to be yeah. going through stuff that that you hadn't even thought about before. It's like, whoa, I never knew blue jeans chafed like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're like, they're like shattered. Like mm. I've never seen anyone like hiking in, in penny loafers. You know? Really? Yeah, yeah. Like the girl that we hiked with, she <laughs> we stayed at a place and she pulled out this have you ever seen boxed wine? It's like Yeah, Franzia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. pulled out the equivalent of boxed wine of Pantene shampoo. <laughs> like she had her shampoo for the whole trail. In like a in like a box wine sack. You know, wow. Wow. I don't even know what, to, how do I respond? How do you respond to that? Like, well, wow. you, I don't know. You know, she knew she was going to be out for a month and a half, two months, and she just needed a lot of shampoo. Okay. And yeah. so you're, that's, that's an interesting side of it is, is you're, you're, you've got a different, a lot of different people and a lot of different um, levels and, and it never, it's always, there's always people getting on. So that never goes away, whereas on the AT or something, you know, by the time you get to right. Massachusetts or something, that's kind of gone away, and everybody's, right. like, in the full swing of things. Um, and perhaps that makes that it, it, a little bit more interesting because you meet people from all over the world, from all walks of life, um, not your typical hikers. So, hmm. And people have really interesting stories and backgrounds. Oh, I was just going to say I have four words to describe that situation with the Pantene box. <laughs> okay. Four Here we words. go. Yeah, it's four words. You all know them. Everybody knows these four words. Hike your own hike. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Are you going to hike the Camino with a two-pound ba- uh, boxed wine bag of shampoo? Go for it. <laughs> go for it. All right, Noodleheads, paint a picture for our listeners. The, the trail itself, what are we talking about? Is it cobblestone roads? Is it dirt paths? Is it single track? Is it pavement? What does the Camino look like under your feet? It, man, it's hardly ever single track. Okay. So it's, get rid of that one. It's dirt roads. Mostly dirt road. Cobblestones, streets through towns. Maybe you're walking field, farm roads. What but, about um, maps? How did you find your way along this trail? Follow the yellow arrows. There's yellow arrows it's everywhere. It's like the AT. You, do you should not have seen the map. pictures okay. that Rigatoni posted <laughs> yeah. of like, like which way is the trail? And there's an, a yellow arrow like as large as he is painted on the wall. A cartoon yeah. size no, arrow. Sometimes you literally see four arrows painted in the same spot because someone's just diligent. Like they have a diligent <laughs> It's as well blazed as the, as oh, the AT. You, or know, you don't need a map on the AT. and huh. You really don't need maps on the Camino, although most people had some kind of guide device. Hmm. Hmm. So, j- just in your experience, like with the the other, um, so by the way, what are people walking? The, they're called are they just called pilgrims? They're uh, yeah, per- peregrinos. Peregrinos in uh, in Spanish. In, in your experience, the other peregrinos that were out there, I know I just murdered that. No, um, it was great. It was cute. Um, 
why were they out there? Was it a midlife crisis? Was it like just divorced, just graduated, just any of those things? Or, or was it different? Like, um, could, could you pigeonhole? Well, a lot of people might get scared on the Camino because it's, it's a religious, right? But right. It's, it's based in religion and you're hiking to the Apostle St. James grave. Um, but really only like 20% of the people out there are really like diehard yeah. This is a religious thing, and I'm self-flagellating while I'm walking. And hmm. the other eighty percent are are just having a, a spiritual experience, or okay. moderately religious, but not really. And and religion doesn't play a huge part in the. Hmm. So what? I don't know what is, is there. Well, any, uh... a lot of people saw the way. So there's a lot. So of there was Americans. a lot of that. And then for Germans, there's uh, was a famous guy that wrote a book. So they were inspired. For Koreans, there were a lot of Koreans as well. Hmm. There was a, a incredible artist who wrote four books about the Camino. He had walked wow. it in every season of the year. So it was really interesting to hmm. see how did you yeah. find out about the Camino? But it was literally every walk of life. For every reason, we met women that had never done anything for themselves alone, and their kids were grown up, and they were out exploring awesome. that. I have to say, most people learn about it from a website called pmags.com. That's where I was going with this conversation. Mags, I knew it. And so I didn't tell you, but I through-hiked it last year. Okay. Yeah. It's on the website. <laughs> exactly. I, got, I got a question for you guys. Is there any um, – what's the word I'm looking for here um, on the Camino? Is there any partying? <laughs> You know, there, if you were young, let's say 23 or 25-year-old, yeah. you would find a group of 23, 25-year-olds to hike with, and you would get to towns, and you would party. You would? So that happens? Yeah. Okay. I but, have to say there's no hiker trash, though. Like, yeah. hmm. Because people shower every day, oh. they also, and they also bring, like, they're European, a lot of the people. Yeah. So they, it's, looking nice and presentable to them is very important. So... Hmm. It's so, not as easy to recognize a hiker. Yeah, so yeah. Mags and Dilo, you guys are out. You could, <laughs> but there's there's yeah. more like there's more stink eye given than partying. Like if you are loud after after like nine thirty, yeah, everyone's given the stink eye. Wow, and mm-hmm. and the partiers are are shunned and told to go elsewhere. Wow, no so, kidding. Yeah, and I have to also say that a lot of those. Um, Refugios, the municipal ones, are very big and crowded and can handle mass people. But um, in the last 10 years, many private um, albergues or refugios have opened up. And so you can get a much more intimate experience with a place that only, you know, sleeps 20 and maybe four per room. And you pay $15 instead of five, which you pay at the municipal. And the beauty of the the thing I think that would be fun to try for a hiker that's hiked in the States is you can go so light. It's ridiculous. Okay, yeah. You don't need a tent. You don't need really a sleeping pad. You might need no. a sleeping sheet. But you could have a five-pound pack. Wow. Right. I, I kid you not, and hike this thing because you don't need food. Um, so yeah. I, you could do it. I, five pounds. All right. I've got a quick question. Uh, Dilo, you, you'll be next, I swear. Uh, you know, a lot of our listeners are – Typically, people that hike in the U.S. and they may have some apprehension about um, hiking in a French-speaking country and a Spanish-speaking country. Like, how hard would it be for someone with no French or Spanish background to go and walk, you know, 500 miles along the Camino de Santiago? Well, in Spain, they are so well-equipped for international people hiking the trail. 
that English is spoken in most places that you go to. It's really hmm. not a problem. In France, they love their language, and so I highly recommend learning at least some French to get by. You will find many places where English is just not spoken. We were in many situations where... Uh, you know, we were staying in a private home for pilgrims and there's maybe 10 of us and you have to go around the room and explain your deep inner reasons for hiking. And, and wow. we had to pull out French, which was so hard. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. But um, we tried. But it would be much harder in France than in Spain. It could easily be done, though, without any of the two languages. I would, okay. If would, you just speak English, I, I, I would feel bad if you spoke only Japanese, like we hiked with a girl from Japan, and she didn't speak, she spoke a little bit English, but it was marginal, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I felt for her, because, yeah. you know, she could barely communicate with anybody, but she was getting by, so. She did it. Yeah. It's just kind of rude, though, right, to not speak any French if you're in France, or any Spanish oh, absolutely. Spain. Oh, like, absolutely. Wait, no, I have another question before you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about the weather? Yeah, you guys went in the middle of summer, right? You know, no, May in France is wicked cold. We were Oh, okay. I was, no, it was the worst spring that they'd had since the 1800s. It was flooding. We had I mean, we were sometimes walking through shin-deep water. Ooh. It was oh, it was a geez. very cold May, a uh, very cold June, and then it got really 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 hot, hot in yeah. Spain. Like survival so hot. The extremes. Uh, I think you could expect the extremes on it. Although heat would probably be the dominating factor on the Camino. Hmm. For sure in Spain. I was just going to say you can be a typical American and just speak louder to the French people. Do you <laughs> speak English? No, what I found is if you just speak in a French accent, they yeah. understand it better. If you speak English with a French accent, I swear to God, (laughs) they understand it better. Can can we hear an example? I would like some water, please. (laughs) They will understand you better. It sounds like it's a trick, though. It's a little like wives, you know, little trick. Sound like Pepe Le Pew and you're good to go. I I feel like we've got enough questions for for them. We could almost do a a bonus show just on the Camino, but um, unfortunately we've got like 10 more segments to do. So. What um, if people wanted to get more information? Is there a a, a website besides or, well, PMAGs or movies? Uh, other than you know, PMAGs, other PMAGs, Google Camino. Just, just okay. there's so much information out there. You'll and that's actually how we got. I got just you know enthralled with the Caminos. I started googling it, and once yeah. you realize that this thing exists, you'll be like, oh my god, hmm. I can't believe I didn't know this ten years ago because. Yeah. When I first learned about it, it was it was amazing that it's and and you know every single European to three years old knows about the Camino and and wow. lives it not lives it but has heard about it and knows yeah. someone that did it and and we're in the states and we're just now learning about it because there's this big movie that came out and right. people and we, are talking about it and we'll be getting into that big movie later on in the show so we'll we'll be coming back full circle to the Camino again however let's let's um, shift gears real quick and talk about some recent trips. Well, I was going to start off with something that was near and dear to my heart. I did oh. some trail work in Boulder. Yeah? At D-Lo's house. No. <laughs> did D-Lo oh. had you shoveling rocks back here? No, but I one wish. of the massively flooded trails, I spent a whole day shoveling mud and filling a ditch. Nice. But it was some of the hardest trail work I've ever done. Okay. A lot of heavy lifting and like core workout. It was just, we had a bucket brigade of moving mud. Whoa. A bucket brigade. We, li- we literally had no, a bucket. No, I know. I know. It's that, just funny. And it was it was just an intense project. It was a beautiful fall day. And it felt good to help out. In to my give local, back. Really? But in my local area. To it, give it, his back. 
<laughs> what? He threw his back out. You know, as a as a listener, I feel like I'm representing the listeners. And yeah, please, please. And when we hear Mags talk yeah. on at, with our iPods and listening, yeah. Angel Hair and I just look at each other and we're like, "That dude gets out there." Yes, he <laughs> like, does. Holy crap! He, how? How does he even have time to, he's to, the guy, to do an iPod cast He's show. the guy. He can, remember <laughs> like, the recent trip he did? He came back from that trip early and immediately went on another trip. Another? With, like, with yeah. 30 minutes downtime. He's we're on another like, trip. We're, we're listening. We're like rolling our eyes like, oh, Mags is out again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, but Mags, I hope you don't mind me telling this story, but Mags got laid off from a previous job multiple years ago. And, and I think within 24 hours, he had his entire Bent Mackay yeah. Trail hike planned. It's true. Because and then one week later, you were on the trail. Because they came in. This is a true story. They came in. Paul, I need to talk to you. I knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. He and was like, yes. I was. And the director came on. Well, I said, you know, I forget his name. We'll just call him Dave. Dave, just get right to the point. You know, yeah. uh, I don't like to waste time. He, didn't, he paused. He didn't know what to say. Well, we're going to have to let you. Okay, what's the benefits package? <laughs> And immediately I'm thinking, what can I do? Right. So yeah, I Googled it and got the guidebook for a guy was actually writing a guidebook for the Benton Mackay Trail. He sent me a PDF. The so, BM. The BMT. And within a week, I was on the trail. <laughs> That's amazing. And that trail's on the other side of the country. So. I, I drove my truck I owned at the time and drove it 22 hours total. And oh my! Parked God. it at a hostel. Managed to get a a shuttle from the, one of the local trail maintainers to Springer Mountain and just hiked back to my truck. It's well, out of control. I, as a listener, I wanted to give you some ups because. When we listen, we're like, you shame us, and we're like, we need to get out. I know he should. You know, like he does more trips than the like, three rest of us combined. I thought we liked to hike. No, <laughs> Max is into public shaming, so yeah, that's go. right. I, I just love being outdoors, and that's why I moved here. All right, real quick, I got to tell you, I went fishing for the first time in like two decades. Um, we did a hike in the Maroon Bells Wilderness, right outside of Crested Butte, right behind Gothic. And we hiked up to Copper Lake, yep. which we've been to many times. Yep. But this time, we were, we were with some friends that had extra fishing gear. I went out a couple of days before that, bought myself a fishing license. I, I, I was expecting nothing. Like, I'm not going to catch anything. It's just going to be, you know, just stand there and cast a line out and just see what happens. Two hours, I caught six brown trout. I had to throw two back because four is the daily limit. It was insane. All we had was like a line with two hooks and worms and, wow. a, and, a, and a lead weight casting out in a copper lake. And with, within 60 seconds, they, they were tugging on my line every time. Wow. So we ended up, he caught um, a bunch, but he only kept two. I kept four. We took them back. Um, he actually grilled them up. And we they had, probably wanted to get out of there before winter came. Well, well he, he told us that. They were that, spawning. Yeah, like, and he also told us that actually... In lakes that high, it's easy to catch fish because there's not a lot of food source anyway. Uh, yeah. So you throw a line in there with some worms on it, and they're like, <gasps> you know, and it's really, it was really cold. Yeah. It had already snowed. It was really cold up there. So, yeah. It like, was, I was just giddy. I was just, you know, it was so unexpected. And the lake's at 11,300 feet, so I'm sure it doesn't get fished a lot. Plus, it's a, fi- what, five-mile hike just yeah. to get there. Yeah. Are you hooked now? Uh, <laughs> no Dude, pun intended. Sh- I would like to go fishing again. I don't necessarily want to buy a whole bunch no. of gear, you know, and start a whole nother sport, <laughs> you know. But you know, it's worth getting your fishing license because you get free search and rescue. 
if you. Oh, is that part of the deal? Part, true. part of the deal. Yes. So it's like that's why cool not? for I, one year. I definitely want to go back though. I mean, if if I can catch fish that easy, which I'm sure isn't the case everywhere. It, it was cool though. I, I was just kind of blown away by the whole experience. As someone who hikes in backpacks but never stops at a lake or a pond to to actually fish, it was a really cool experience. Max. So our movie of the month next month, a river runs through it. Oh, oh geez. <laughs> oh my God! All right. All right. Moving on. Wet moving mountains. on. Oh, what? That's me. <laughs> Wet mountains. Wet mountains. So it was our one year wedding anniversary. Oh, oh cool. So, Wet mountains. Uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Yeah, All right. Yeah, keep yeah, it family friendly, POD. <laughs> so what better way to celebrate our first year of marriage than going on a nice camping slash hiking trip? Delo's been there. They're very gentle mountains right in northern New Mexico. Hmm. Just really okay. wide open meadows from above tree line. The aspens are starting to come to peak. Nice. It was, it was really great. Googling. Um, not quite yet where we were, because they're lower elevation. They're just outside of Pueblo, Colorado, okay. by an hour and a half. And afterwards, we went to a very <laughs> unique place that Dila's been to as well, called Bishop's Castle, which is right off the Oh, yeah. oh I've been there, man. He has some interesting political views, and yeah. I encourage our listeners, you want to know more, just Google Bishop's Castle and hear some of his very strong opinions. Better, yeah. better yet, go there and talk to Jim Bishop about politics. No. <laughs> and, and religion. <laughs> yeah. But the castle itself, oh my gosh. you know, he built it by hand for the past 45 years, yeah. all by himself. And in some ways, I've been to a real castle in Germany. In some ways, I picture it as more authentic because it's rickety. It sways in the wind. There's yeah. rope yeah. handles. Nowadays, the castle is nice and protected for tourists. I was up on the top iron rock turret and it was yeah. swaying in the wind i was getting kind of sketched out and it's high those those top turrets are uh, at least 70 80 feet above ground it's up there so it has a great view of the mountains we were just in in the meantime yeah. you're thinking you know my catholicism came back hell mary full of grace the lord is with you <laughs> but when we got down um it was a gr- great little trip and it was just nice camping nice. by the tarn we had some coffee and see the alpine glow and Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Well, it wasn't our anniversary, but we went up to Steamboat just for the fun of it. and On Sunday. On Sunday. We went up there, drove up in the morning, and did a lovely little day hike. And it, we went to hike through this really amazing Aspen Forest. It was like the perfect trail. And it, it I think it goes to a lake. We didn't actually make it all the way to the lake because it started snowing on us. But um, it was really beautiful. And then we went to the hot springs and soaked and... The hot Quite springs, lovely. by what the way. What are those hot springs like? Strawberry oh, hot they're springs. they're so nice. They're it, better than Orvis. Yeah, I'm, I might is just have to say. clothing optional or is that a... Clothing optional after dark and it's only 10 bucks. $10 oh, wow. open year round yeah. every day. There's no like high season prices, weekend prices, lows. It's always just 10 bucks per person. And as far as the setting goes, I think it may be the best hot springs in Colorado. Yeah. It was like, amazing. I, I, I might have to say that. Are they hot? Yes. yes, they have. They actually have a pool that was too hot for us. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing about them is there's a lot of rock work there, and the pools are segregated, and um, they're different temperatures. But there's also a natural like creek that runs right beside the the hot pools, and they've kind of pulled that too. But that water is cold. Yeah, and so we got in. The fun thing to do is to like soak for a while in the hot springs and then jump into the the cold creek water and it's invigorating. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It'll make you go. It's just it's laid out really nicely. Yeah. And there's one one of the hot pools is actually the steps that go out. 
and you walk like two feet and then there's steps that go into the cold river. So you can like stand there, like crouch down under the water and then get up and run and jump into the, yeah. the cold pool it, and then have steps to get out when your legs are frozen. So It's phenomenal. So the noodle heads have just been on the Camino, but they just did uh, a quick side trip to Iceland. We have a trip. Oh, wow. So, so in a minute or less, can you <laughs> tell us about Iceland? Iceland. Well, Iceland is so cool for people from Denver that you get to, uh, you get to lay over for free. So if you fly to Europe yeah. and it goes through Iceland, they, they encourage you to lay over hmm. for as long as, up to a week for free. So you can just make your ticket lay over in Iceland. It's the land of conundrums in a way, you know, I mean, you see things you don't normally see in nature, like black beaches and oh, black sand, you know, big lava fields with thick moss growing on them. Hmm. And it's, uh, it's real. it's like Yosemite 1920. Yeah. There's aren't not, there aren't any people. You can walk right up to a hundred no degree pool and there's no right. police. There's 21 people in prison. In the entire country. In the entire country. That's, that's unreal. Which is, you know, that's the way it felt too. Beautiful, untouched nature waiting mm. for you. I would, uh, and there's just a ring road that r- goes, it's, it's 500 miles around the whole island. You can easily be done in 10 days. And uh, I, would, I would recommend spending, you know, weeks there. Maybe we should Very do a little cool. trail show adventure. Trail show oh, Iceland. Yeah, we, we, could have to. we could do a recording from Iceland. 500, yeah. 500 U.S. dollars round trip to, to fly to Iceland from Denver. That's mm. not too bad. That's not too bad at all. Max, what were you going to say? Well, you know, I'm going back to my teenage years. I think of Led Zeppelin. Yeah? We come from the land of the ice and snow. Ah. But how'd that go? (laughs) Dilo, you sing it better than I can. Dilo? I don't know if I know that song. Would you hum it for me? (laughs) Do it. We come from the land of ice and snow. Where the hot springs go. Oh, yeah. That's it. What song is that? Is that the one that goes, yeah, it is. It is. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know that. I one. think between the six of us, we might know the entire song. And Trent Reznor did a, a, a cover of it for. From the land yeah. of is it about Iceland or is it just reminds you of it? No, it's about Iceland. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Anyway, who knew? Sorry. Is that dire? We've really gotten tangential here, people. All right, Max, tell us. We'll round it up with your Skirka trip. Hit hit us hit us with all that. So this is my third time assisting guiding with Skirka. Cool. It, it was in the. We totally timed it right because the floods happened. And they closed down the park. And you guys built an ark. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We took two of every you know type of shelter. Now, oh my but, gosh! So they opened the park, and it was the western side only for overnight trips. And up until the last minute, we didn't even know if we we're going to be able to go because they're going to open a campground. That's it. Oh, so we're wow. going to like fake backpacking of a car campground. Jeez! But and at the very last minute, they opened up the backcountry, and the weather was just stunningly beautiful. It's like. Aspen and crisp blue skies, and yeah. it was cold at night, but not overly so. Just that really crisp cold, and it was just a beautiful fall weather. And had some great people on the trip. Uh, we went over the map and compass skills and how to pitch shelters and certain knots. And cool, uh, have a great view of Spirit Lake, which is one of the best places on the western side of the park with a great view of the Continental Divide. Well, it just reminded me of Skirka and, and Iceland. Skirka has a great YouTube on Iceland. Because he did a, a hike across the whole island, some crazy deal. Nine minute video. Really is he wearing those? Interesting. We'll is he wearing it, his we'll signature short shorts? Yeah. Well, they were. They look like biking tights uh, or something like he, that. But he's retired the Skirker shorts. Uh, no, why? Well, because he goes a lot off trail now. Okay. He so. he is um he's taking a dump. 
He yeah. does. In on the he video? Films himself. He's he has a he's, video. He's taking a dump and he's got his camera <laughs> out on it and he's like, I know this isn't a great time to be videoing, but I'm just going to, I'm trying not to use toilet paper. And he's like and showing he us, the he's showing us the moss that he's going to be using. <laughs> and really? Then, yeah. We'll put a link up on our Facebook page. <laughs> to the Skirka Iceland video. But it was a great way. A lot of people are very busy in their professional lives. They got a very intense way of learning some basic skills. And we timed it well too, because not only did we get it just when they reopened the park, four days later... <laughs> The, the park was shut down. Yeah, due to the government shutdown. So we had a four-day window. We were there for three of those days. Oh, my gosh. Does, and, your, does the class cover a lot of, like, uh, optional wiping technique? We actually do a, a brief thing on how to go to the bathroom. Yeah. That's you good. Should. Yes, yeah. you, you should. should. Yeah. Well, it seemed like from that video I watched, his, yeah. that, that was important to him. Hi, hi, I, did, I did that on my girls, on my ladies' trip. Like, I, I did a, a live demo. Well, well, reenactment, <laughs> actually, before well, we yeah. got started. It Here's, needs to be discussed. It, it does. does. It does. Here's the value of these trips, which, you know, all of us have learned on our own. You think, well, it's just walking. And then you realize, imagine if I took up backpacking at 39 years old, yeah. as I am now. I, I wouldn't have the time with my, my job and everything else in my life to take off weekend after weekend, weeks and months at a time to learn all these things we take for granted. Sure. So it's kind of like a boot camp in some ways. Not that just yelling or anything, but right. just to learn the basics of backpacking. It's a fast track. Yeah. It's a, that's a better way of putting it. Fast track. Fast way. track to fast packing. There you go. But, you know, we don't really get into go ultra light. It's just more bring enough gear to be comfortable. And it was just great people, great scenery, and totally enjoyed it. Are you going to be doing any more? Uh, I hope so. He actually asked me if I want to go on the porcupine trip. but I Por- have f- The porkies trip. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have a family wedding to go to, so I couldn't oh. really. I just nah. had this image of, of you mentioned your boss, and, and we had mentioned how much you get out, and I just had this mental image of your boss going, so, uh, has anyone seen Mags lately? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. He actually does that at least once a week. <laughs> they call me the outdoors person at work. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Invariably, you know, someone sees the photos. Those uh, are, some, you know, my screensaver as I cry in my beige cube. You know, yeah. Whatever, whatever. And they're like. Have you ever seen Bear Gryllis? <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, um, sure. So, all right. Anyway, Dilo's favorite time. <laughs> and now it's time for Disco's Trail Tip of the Month. This month, I'm throwing it over to the Noodleheads because Woo! they have a trail tip that's going to blow your mind. It's a survival trail tip for couples. Ooh. Oh, really? Ooh. This, is, this is a. A survival trail tip for people that don't mind sleeping in the same tent, and if you don't mind touching one another while you're sleeping in the same tent, then this okay. trail survival tip is good for you. We actively encourage Okay, it. so we call this trail tip doubling up, and when it hits about four in the morning, very often it's the coldest time of the night. Right. And if you... Uh, hike light, as so many of us do, your your sleeping bag is good for like maybe... 85% of the nights and the other 15% of the nights, you're maybe a you're little cold. bit cold. I think everyone that's listening right now has probably been cold before. Sure. Yeah. So we call, uh, just you just yell it out, double up! <laughs> double, uh, double, wait a minute, at 4 a.m., you yell out, double some, up? And, double and up! We, we have a rule between each other that 
there's no veto power. No, if if no. one person calls double up, you got to double up. That means up. the other person's cold, <laughs> I love, I love and you this. can't sleep anymore because my feet are cold. I'm cold, and my bag, yeah. my fifty degree bag, ain't cutting it in thirty two right now. Yeah. So what you do is you both unzip your packs yep. and you stick the feet of each pack into each other, and then you use the Velcro on one side and then bandana tie the other side. So you have two layers of sleeping bag over you. So basically, and then you cuddle. Hmm. Yeah. So basically, what you're doing is you're taking two sleeping bags. And you, you nestle the two feet together, but you're not zipping them together. They can be separate bags. Okay. And then you're just using them as a quilt. It becomes a okay, really so, so fat So you basically now have like two 50-degree bags on top of you. And mm. a two 50-degree bags will keep you warm to like 25, maybe even 20. Wow. Okay. And it works. What You'll you be have sweating. to do is you have to spoon on your side, either your left or right side. Synchronized sleeping. Synchronized sleeping, we call it. Wow, and, okay. And then, then with your free arm, you have to always be tucking the, the outer side of the bag underneath your, your, your elbow or your butt cheeks. or uh-huh. Give it a good tuck one time. You just tuck down, but all your body heat will reflect off of your sleeping mat and come into those two bags that are now on top of you, and you will instantly not be cold anymore. You just have to try it, and we'll just but it's, leave it's you just there. It, it works. And, and the time you'll do it is when you are... <laughs> Like you're like, whoa, this is kind of dangerous. I'm cold and and uh, double when up when you're at that time. <laughs> double up, double up, and uh, use them two as, as two quilts, and you'll find that I'm gonna it, try it's it twice as warm as really. Yes. Wow. I, I see a danger though in the Appalachian Trail. So you're in a shelter four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> double up, double up. Next thing you know, you have like eight people spooning all together. <laughs> What could possibly go wrong? Like, yeah, next, but it next works. Next thing you know, you're sharing a sleeping bag with Baltimore Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Oh. oh, boy. Nice. I like it. Okay, on that mental image. All right, so when we come back, we're going to do a little mailbag and some shout-outs. Drinking Alita of Soda. The Trail Show. Available now on Stitcher Radio. It's the Trail Show. And we are back. P.O.D., what are we drinking now? Well, we have moved on to the White Ranch Wit. It's White Ranch Wit, uh, 7.5% ABV, 25 IBUs uh, from Mountain Toad Brewing. And the description is spicy, citrusy, and pleasant. Not just a summer beer. Our wit is enjoyable all year round. I'm down with it. Yeah, this is probably my favorite of all their <laughs> beers. I would yeah. have to agree. This is not a summer beer. This I'm, I'm getting, uh, you're, you're down with it? I'm getting jiggy with it. Oh, <laughs> really good. And I just wanted to mention again that we're, we're, we have beer uh, compliments of Mountain Toad Brewing Company. And this just a little piece from their website that I think is interesting. The brewery's name was inspired by the Rocky Mountain Toad. A toad is commonly viewed as an indicator to the health of an ecosystem. Feeding off small insects and living in both water and land, a happy local toad population indicates a flourishing, vibrant, and well-balanced environment. Thus, the mountain toad is a symbol for good health and vitality within our community. Rugged, adventurous, and whimsical, 
The Mountain Toad is a playful character that embodies the atmosphere of the brewery. All right, we got some shout-outs, some, some beer and bandwidth sponsors, Mags. What do you know? What do we have? We, we have two people who are gracious enough to donate to our Bear and Midwith Fund. John Hildebrand and repeat donor Randall Welch. Big ups, John and so, Randall. So thank you so much. Uh, very generous donations. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. And, and now the counter to, <laughs> to our shout-outs for our Beer and Bandwidth <laughs> is a new segment that we probably could have debuted earlier but um, we're going to debut it tonight. I, I ate some <laughs> bad bologna. It's a segment we're calling Bad Bologna. And it basically, um, I don't know, Mags, well, how would you describe it? People who aren't quite as enamored of our show as others. As, as John and Randall, who, who donated this yes. past month. Yeah, so we have new um, part of this show called Bad Bologna. And Frank P. Uh, wrote this in on a White Blaze forum. Whiteblaze.net. Yeah, that's right. And let me read it. And we'll, we'll discuss it. Their motto is, less gear, more beer. And that pretty much sums up the couple of shows I heard. I understand that we have a brewing company as a sponsor. You're going to have to talk about beer. But the bulk of the show is just about booze. I was really hoping they would talk more about trail stories or interview experienced people who may have valuable advice or even oh, do some God. gear reviews. No, what? I was disappointed. Maybe I'll give them another listen. But I was kind of sick of hearing how great Brand X beer is after 15 minutes. The show has so much potential. I don't want to hear an hour-long booze commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, if only we could find experienced people to talk on the show. I know, I know. You know, it's just, where can we find experience? Uh, You know, guys, um, I want to do more gear reviews. On the show, you know, we did we, a we did yeah. a few. Yeah, let's. We should have a. Gear you know, I'm going to do an impromptu gear review. Yeah. Someone once asked us why all the gear fear. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Harry Carey. Why, but, all, why all the gear fear? The gear fear. I just think it's boring, and, and it's a lot of it comes down to personal preference. You know, like what one person likes, the other person doesn't like, and and, like, what, if, and what if heaven forbid. You haven't updated your gear in like eight years. <laughs> D-Lo. That, right. You wouldn't know anything about that, would like, you? And then what are you supposed to talk about? Like my eight-year-old gear? Like, sure. On. You know, I'm going to get it a little... It shouldn't be a fashion show. Th- this is going to be shocking, but I'm going to get a little philosophical. Oh, oh God. Oh, okay. So, mindful and meaningful. That's right. Watch out. My Don't. grandmother was an awesome cook. Yeah? The things she made were just fantastic. You know, all these dishes she made, they sell in restaurants now for rustic Italian food they charge an arm and a leg for. Yeah. I grew up with that. But never once did I hear her say what kind of knife she used, what kind of frying pan did she use, what mm. kind of skillet did she use. She just made this wonderful food. I didn't see her go to Peppercorn and buy a new knife every three weeks because it's made of titanium versus what? paper. Take that, Frank, from no. White Place. So, they, they are so, <laughs> Those are nice knives, so you have to admit. So, Uh-oh, the paper crumpling has started. <laughs> In the same way, my grandmother, who made these wonderful dishes with no recipes and was super authentic, never yeah. discussed gear. I think people actually do outdoor stuff, aren't into gear as much. Hmm. Did she have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. A rustic Italian food podcast. Mags, if Italian she did, I bet you she'd have some gear sponsors. That's the most beautiful analogy I've ever that is. heard. I got of goosebumps. It. I love That's, it. That was That's poignant. Right. 
D-Lo, come on. So right get, get him a, get him a Kleenex. So <laughs> right. I'm so sorry, guys. You know, it, it reminded me of like oh like day God. eight on the AT when you're on the AT. If you, it's like it's just all gear. It's all, <laughs> it is. I know. Oh, it is, so man. All gear, it and all. it's just like it's it like. Once, and the thing is, people get over it. Over like some people get over it after day eight, and some people don't get over it till mm-hmm. like day. 30 or 60. Some people never get and, over it. And some people never get over it. But, man, once you get over it, you're just like, man, yeah. I'm done. Like, that's just so boring, man. It takes 400 miles for people to stop asking you, did you hike the approach trail? Oh, <laughs> the freaking approach trail. And the best answer to that is, no, actually, I got a ride to the top of Springer Mountain in the back of a pickup truck. No, actually, the best was this guy, Elvis, R.I.P., who... Got to ride up that Forest Service road, and then you have to hike a mile backwards up to the the top of Springer. He didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> he just started right there where the Forest Service road drops you off on the AT. Oh, That's man. It. We Did like to ask Southbounders, are you going to do the Deeproach Trail? <laughs> <laughs> the just, de- get, just get helicoptered off of Katahdin. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, dude, I got to get out of here, don't I? Yeah, I got to hike back. You know? you know, I did it for the first time, did the Vet Mackay, because I didn't do it. I did my AT through hike. Yeah. So Aw, like, dude. Well, I got, it was oh, about my. the shuttle person said so it'd be easier for him to drop me off at 42. I'm like, okay, cool. So I did it as for my Bet Mackay hike, and people said how tough the approach trail was. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, this was. I think bad. it's tough if you've never ever gone backpacking before and you don't know what you're doing. You come right from that. And you got the skillet. Pack and the skillet. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're carrying that two pound bag of Pantene for the entire <laughs> Appalachian Trail. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. That's rough. Oh my and gosh. Gun. You know, I I did the approach trail in 2010. I didn't do it during my through hike in '99. I was actually surprised. That it wasn't as heinous as everyone made it out to be. Like, yeah, it was steep, and the stairs at the beginning are ridiculous, <laughs> but they're over pretty quick. It's only a seven mile long trail. You know, it's like what's I, the vertical gain? A couple thousand. Dude, yeah. I am starting a franchise. I'm going to call it the Approach Trail Show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. But I you like know, it. you look at internet <clears throat> forums, and they're like, they discuss. Should I do the Approach Trail? <laughs> they spend more time discussing it than it would take to hike it. Yeah. It's eight miles. Yeah. Who Just cares? What's, what's the vertical? Yeah. You know, here's 7,000 feet. Do what's best for your... <laughs> Both do, ways. I would say... They're like, uh, when did you start? Dude, that's 1,025 Oh, oh, oh. Well, did you do the approach trail? Yeah, exactly. I actually did it three times. I went there, back, and there just to make sure I got every step. Frankie P? Frankie. Hey, Frankie. Yeah, how you Frankie. doing? <laughs> Frankie from Frankenmuth. Thank you so much for initiating this wonderful discussion. Real quick. Four of us in this room just went to the Great American Beer Festival. Uh, we went to the beer festival compliments of our beer ambassador, Mike Scooby Page. Big Woo! up, Scooby. That's right. And Scooby has been on the show before, and he yeah. has asked us very thought-provoking questions about the beer that we're drinking. That's right. I was just going to highlight a couple beers that I have. Oh, God, he's, he's, he's got, got his, his little book out. He's I actually, I, I, he I took kinda, notes. He took notes. I actually do take a little book to these beer festivals because what I find is that after four hours of tasting beer, it all kind of blends together and it's hard to remember it, what's what. So I actually, you know, if a beer comes across to me as extraordinary, I'll write it down. So I ended up writing, I actually wrote down about 10. I won't bore you with all 10, but there, are, there are three or four that I, I definitely... Want to mention. More and more become extraordinary towards the end of the night, too. Okay, so Big Ups, Zach and Buddha, Tahoe City. There's a brewery there called Tahoe Mountain Brewing. 
They had a mango hop dragon oh. double IPA. So it's a double IPA with brewed with mango. And it was definitely out of the ordinary and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Ditto. There's a I remember that there's one. a brewery in Massachusetts, Bags and I were just talking about called Clown Shoes Brewing Company. And they they actually had two beers that were amazing, but one was called the Muffin Top. It's a it's a Belgian style triple. What, what is a muffin top? It's when you Beauty. wear pants that are too tight and they're low cut, and then your your like little fat roll hangs over the top, like the the part of the muffin that hangs over the muffin wrapper, oh, okay. especially on your sides and yeah. a little bit in your back. Got yeah. me one of them. Your love handles coming out over the exactly. top of the muffin. They also had another beer called the Clementine that was really good, and it was brewed with um, clementine and orange zest. I don't remember. Wicked that one. Weed Brewing out of Asheville, I, and it's funny. I this is the first brew fest that I've been to where I've actually liked some beers from my homeland, the Confederacy. Um, <laughs> there were two breweries out of North Carolina that that had beers that blew my mind. Wicked Weed Brewing was one. They had a Cucumber beer. There's a brewery in Colorado that makes a Cucumber Saison, and this was along the same lines. It's very refreshing. It's like a, a it's got a hint of like sweet cucumber oh. in a beer. That was astounding. Yeah, wasn't it amazing? And, and it's so unexpected. You drink that beer and you're like, cucumber, what? It's like um, a palate cleanser, if you will. I, I would love to have that. I, I said it there. I did. With a nice spicy Mexican food dish. Yeah. That'd be awesome. With a spicy Mexican? Oh, I uh, love some spicy. Here's Mexican. one that we all loved, I think. Um, cool Springs Brewery out of Franklin, Tennessee had the Circum Saison. <laughs> <laughs> Represent the AT. So, so Saisons are, look it up online, but Saisons are kind of their own unique category of beers. It's kind of like a Belgian style, if I, if I remember correctly. I wish we had Scooby in here to I know. Uh, set us straight. We're just hats. I mean, not, that, I'm not sure the name got props on the Circumcision. Yes. I mean, that's, is, is, that's brilliant, man. Is anyone that one, or is that one just... Uh, That's hilarious. So Deschutes Deschutes Brewery. Bet you you can't drink just for skin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I know, man. Deschutes Brewery out of Bend, Oregon, had a big booth set up, and I kind of avoided it because I've had most of their beer. And then somebody said, hey, man, did you see around the backside of the Deschutes booth? There's like this little sub booth that's got some of their more uncommon beers. And I was like, what? So we walked around there. There was a Deschutes barley wine. And if you're not familiar with barley wine, it's just like, it's almost like a dessert beer. It's super high octane. It's like, it's like the uh, port of beer. It is the port of beer. And their, the Deschutes barley wine was amazing. I had a lot of barley wines towards the towards end. Towards the oh end. Oh, my God. Bad idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why we felt the way we did on Saturday morning. I, I, I love that. Bad idea. Yes. <laughs> you bet. One last one that I'll mention. If anybody remembers the trail show from last October, there was this beer from Goose Island Brewery. Christmas in a cup. Dilo started yelling it. It was amazing. It, 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 it was literally Christmas in a cup. So we went back to Goose Island Brewery. They did not have that Christmas beer. It was they like, you know, a gingerbread beer, whatever it was. They didn't have it. I was so disappointed. And then I happened upon Lakefront Brewery out in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They had this Imperial Pumpkin Lager aged in brandy barrels. Let me tell you what. Some, somebody in the line said, it's Thanksgiving in your mouth. And unfortunately, Dilo wasn't there to yell out, Thanksgiving in your mouth! But that's exactly what it was. It was um, 9 plus percent T- alcohol. Tasted like by turkey? No, it tasted like... Cloves it and just, cinnamon. Thanksgiving, man. It, it just... It, it, embodied it was turkey, stuffing. <laughs> cranberries. 
Their Imperial Pumpkin Lager was lovely. The other last thing I'll mention is that D'Lo had already left. He left early, which we were disappointed again. But So our good friend Markham, Markham's going to be on a future show, so just get ready. But on the way out, Markham decided to start like like almost running to, to leave the building. And so I got behind <laughs> Markham. I was just, he was, he was going through the crowd like a slalom skier on no, the downhill. Pete Rose. Pete, well, well, that's what happened. So, so I was right behind Markham and he does this cut to the right. And I, and like, it, it was, it happened so fast. He slipped and I, I swear his chest bounced off the cement floor. Oh, and his, he just got up. And he, he literally, he hit the ground like, Full Pete Rose style and bounced back up in a split second. Like people started laughing, but he was already gone before they could even get into a full laughter. And and, and it, he didn't even. It's like he didn't even know it happened. He just kept running, man. It was amazing. Do you, do you know why that happened? Because he was walking too fast. No, the he was entire freaking night. The guy yeah. was just like walking <laughs> he too was. fast. Like, he got faster got and faster. We got off the bus, and I'm like, dude, did no, you guys do some I'm like rails of coke on the bus? I don't know. Like, was I was in, like rare form. I was like yeah. jogging to keep up with him. Granted, he's like a foot taller than me, so his right. stride he's is a that normal much size. wider. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but, I, I mean, I was jogging. He, it, Mags was, like, running alongside of him. like, And I was just like, guys, why are you also, running? Also, you running? I made pretzel necklaces for everybody. And within, like, 20 minutes, D'Lo had one pretzel left on his necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I was hungry, man. Was yeah, D'Lo's funny. my finger. Okay. Actually, I spent the day uh, doing some landscaping projects. Oh, oh here we go. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us about that deal. Well, why, did, we don't want to talk about it on the no. show? Why didn't that make our TTS outdoor trips? I was outdoors the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Mags. I was going to say the best thing about the festival, though, I love talking to the brewers. They had so much pride and joy in what they were doing. There was one that had a grit beer. Yeah. Grits. And I'm not into Unreal. grits, but, you know, they were so into it. Like, the, we grew up with this. I still want to make a beer about it. And it was just amazing to talk to them and how much everyone just really got into what they're doing. You know, pride and craftsmanship. It was just really yeah, cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool, I guess. And, and just to, I enjoyed drinking. To paint a quick <laughs> picture, we went Friday night. It was a four-and-a-half-hour tasting. It started at 5.30, ended at 10. Tasting. The, the line was a bit long. We probably got in after 6. And they do last pour at 9.45. But it's still three-and-a-half-plus solid hours of beer tasting. And oh, one of the pourers hit on me, too. It was really Weird and awkward and creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember you talking about that. Do you want to share that story or not? I don't remember all of it. He was, like, making, like, hand gestures on his crotch at me. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what? And oh, then that went, is creepy. That is not a normal hit-on move. And no, was, that isn't. I was about to say to you. for all guys here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was about to say to you, because this has come up before, you know, like, okay, you're a beautiful woman. Men are going to probably be making suggestions well, and so that and that's like not I'm, creepy that's just human but no that is creepy it yeah, was the gross crotch. he was like i don't know i don't know how to describe it but he was like making hand gestures up and down on his crotch and i was just like cool thanks for the beer and then i walked away and, and then it was really good and i went back to get some more and he did it again you went back and he was like yeah that's for you and i was like <laughs> great you're like 18 <laughs> yeah work it work it you were like maybe he knew you were on the podcast Maybe he did. On the trail show. Yeah. Let's talk about the way, and then let's go to break, and we'll round it out with uh, Ask a Hiker and Ask a She-Hiker. Perfect. Yeah, so... I've got a lot. I actually took some notes while I was watching the movie. I don't know if we have time for your notes, but let's just talk about it generally. (laughs) We might not. Because you already... 
you already blew that wad with your little note, beer notebook. So wow, <laughs> wow. I didn't. I didn't get the memo that I, I could bring a notebook. <laughs> oh yeah, man. So nobody really, else, nobody else is allowed to bring notebooks. By the no. way, so <laughs> we're we're doing the way. You know, it's a very popular movie. Came out in 2010. Inspiration for a lot of people doing the Camino. It's about a trek on the Camino. Martin Sheen, directed by his son Emilio Estevez. It took 40 days to film. That's it. Really? Wow. And, and it was inspired where Emilio Estevez actually did part of it with his son and Charlie Sheen did with his grandson. Yeah. And uh, they said, we should make a documentary. She said, no, let's make a, a movie about it. So they made the movie and it was done on a budget and inspired a lot of people to hike the trail. Yeah, so, we were, yeah. I think we were both really skeptical about it. Oh, I've been avoiding. We like, oh, I've been avoiding that movie God. for two years. But it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I thought beautiful it was movie. really nice. It was super yeah. beautiful. I was blown away by how much I liked that movie. I, it was a touching story, and yeah, I it thought was it was well authentic done. to the trail, and it wasn't typical Hollywood. Thank yeah. goodness. I think yeah. I thought it honored the Camino, and they filmed it on the Camino, right? Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, they, yes, ultra low budget. It, it was no. clearly done on a budget, but that actually no. kind of led to the allure of it. The, I think. The, yeah, the I truth. The truthfulness. They used natural lighting. There was 40 days they filmed the whole thing. Yeah. It was cool to see a movie. I mean, with a big star like Martin Sheen. I mean, yeah. he gets around and he's been in everything. And But you could tell the movie wasn't a, a big Hollywood movie. But right. to have a big Hollywood star sort of lent it some, some credence. Like, yeah. Oh, we should check this out. See if it's... Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really good. All right. I've got a quick question for the noodles. So the Dutch guy, the Canadian chick, and the Irish guy were all wearing jeans in the movie. Are jeans common on the Camino? Unfortunately, yes. It's yeah. true. So it's, that was yeah. not no, movie you're gonna exaggeration. See, you're going to see people like are in that movie. You might... Yeah, that's that was that's not everybody, but you will absolutely run into people. Yeah, like that. Max. So the way you said it, it sounded like a setup for a joke. <laughs> so, uh, a Dutch guy, an Irish guy, instead of walked a into a bar by a minister. Yeah. That's the only part of the movie that really bugged me was the jeans. It's just so hard to look at jeans on a through hiker because I know. they're not, just so not practical. You want to just help them and just like. Yeah. Oh, no, this is going to be so painful, and they're going to get wet <laughs> tomorrow. It's going to rain. And they so don't dry. what was that spot where they threw the rocks? There was, like, the big statue, and it was, like, kind of a... There's a thing a called shrine. The, is that halfway? The Cruz de Ferro. So it's a tradition <laughs> to speak, bring up... We speak with a lisp, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, it's a tradition to bring a rock from your homeland and place it oh. at this... Iron Cross, and okay. it by now there have been so many rocks placed there that basically it looks like a, a rock mini. cairn, and, but it's yeah. two stories high now. Yeah, it's it's large, and, and every rock is it, it, you lay it there with a prayer, and some people attach paint most, their rocks or attach rocks a note. On or so have a, have it's a, a little touching. Attached to them, and so wow. there's a lot of a lot of emotion going down there. If I go, I'm going to paint Meg's face on my rock. <laughs> <laughs> go suck eggs at Boston. It'd be easy because I don't have to draw his hair. Or maybe bring some spray paint and spray paint Mags was here on other people's <laughs> rocks. So did you guys bring rocks? Uh, we picked up a rock that day as we were hiking. Okay. The Cruz de Fierro. Yeah? No, we didn't. No, we didn't bring a rock. <laughs> what about the first time you hiked the Camino? No, I think we no. did the same sort of cheating thing as well. Oh, you're Pick cheating. When you, when you see the... The mound, you're just like, oh, 
we're look too, for a rock. We're, we're, we want light packs, so the idea yeah. of carrying a rock it just was not, really? not... Not in the card. Some people have pretty big rocks they're carrying, so they get uh-huh. some props, like when they pull it out of their pack. Huh. It's a couple You're pound like, dude, rock. that rock's the size of my head. Yeah. Normally and they're it's like, a yeah, joke. I brought it from Australia, dude. <laughs> Yeah, if you have a rock in your pack, it's normally because someone else put it there and they think exactly. it's funny. There's a long-distance hiker that's well-known. It doesn't matter who he is, but he said that the Camino was the only trail he's ever quit. And he's done a CDT yo-yo, amongst other things. <laughs> so, I, you know, and I think part of the reason, like I had some deep introspection while I was watching this movie, and I think part of the reason why I didn't watch the movie for two years is because there's something about the Camino that scares me. And some some of the way kind of uh, reinforce that. And, you know, there's a lot about that walk that, that would be way out of my comfort zone. No camping, no space, no privacy. And I know that's not true, but that's kind of my, been my mind's eye, my vision of the Camino. Um, and, and, and so the question I end up asking myself is like, is it possible that the, CD, the PCT and the CDT have turned me into a trail hermit? Where that I couldn't handle a social trail like the Camino. Yes. It's definitely the case for yeah. D'Lo. Well, I, I, mean, I always feel like a responsibility anytime I tell someone about the Camino to, cause I always feel like I'm talking to trail trash friends of mine and, yeah. and I always like, I feel like I have to like tell them this is not a wilderness. Uh, this experience. is not the AT. This is, and I was, yeah. and I shouldn't do that, but I always do that. And so I could see where you're coming from. And, and, right. and, and you just saying a, a, Someone that yo-yoed the CDT, that would be like, I'm like, oh, yeah, they can't do the Camino. You know? Yeah. Like, there's just like, if you can CDT, yo-yo the CDT, you can't do the Camino. <laughs> and I would say in Spain, it took a little fortitude to enjoy it because of the crowds. Wow. I think you just In the beginning and the end, it was a little overwhelming. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of people. I think mm. it's just common sense, though. You got to go into this trail knowing that is a lot of people. It's just, yes. that's, that's common sense. It's like... This is not a wilderness experience. Yeah. This is not like I'm going to be off trail on the Appalachian Trail. Like you know, it's yeah. it's not like that. Doesn't mean you can't find magic. But another a, a, a choice is there are other caminos in Spain even hmm. that are totally empty. It's only that one stretch mm-hmm. that is so crowded because it's well known. Yeah. But you can do other caminos. It's got the same feeling minus the people. Max. I was going to say, not just the Camino, but other trails. Take the trail for what it is rather than what you want it to be. Right. I think this person who did the yo-yo on the CDT quit on it because he was expecting one thing. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be another. Disco. Yes. Yeah. What? (laughs) So, wow. (laughs) Okay. But... Set your expectations for what right. the trail is supposed right. to be. And you get, pack a couple nice pairs of jeans. Pack even bring some jean shorts. Your Prana <laughs> jeans. The no, the no camping or the lack of camping thing jean is what shorts. bothers me the most. And the lack of independence. I mean, really, yeah. it's a great starter hike. Um, mm-hmm. An introduction to hiking without all the stress of, you know, being eaten by bears. <laughs> right. But, you know? and. Yep. So I don't know if I really do recommend it for hmm. people that have that much experience in hiking, unless they love, love, love Europe. Yeah, you know, watching this movie, I saw the hundred some odd people in the yeah. the hostel. I'm like, yeah, I could not do this. Yeah, that's and there's people like coughing and hacking, and everybody's the the joke was kind of like earplugs and um, Ambien. Yeah, Did, were you guys using earplugs every night? You know, what what were you doing to sleep? And when you got a hundred people, you're sharing a space with. 
Definitely earplugs every night. Okay. And also, Definitely. we avoided those the big people ones. places okay. as much as we could. And we did use our tent a few times, especially in super crowded situations. They give you good stories, though, you know, and that's part of the whole experience to like experience that night that's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To have that experience and then to have that you know, moment of the person that wakes up with night terrors that runs out naked into this <laughs> storming, you know, wow. rain. That's just like part of the whole story you're going to tell when you get home. I mean, yeah. you stayed at the Andersons. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> so the movie you okay. would say is pretty truthful overall. I'm like a skeptic when it comes to those things. And I was like going to get, oh, they're going to ruin it. They're going to yeah. just totally. But I really felt like what, as much as you can do in two hours, gave a feel for what it's like to walk 500 miles. Yeah. And Especially the inner transformation. Um, not only did they yeah. honor the, the way that um, the trail is in mm-hmm. Spain, but they also honored, I thought, what spoke to all of our hearts was the inner transformation. And I think that, you know, it's very true. Two final thoughts. A, I think Rigatoni looks... L- a lot like Emilio Estevez. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there. And he's, B, the, he's the guy that dies. I'm sorry, man. I mean, you've done two Camino hikes now and you live, so everything's fine. And B, I did not know that Martin Sheen was the father of Emilio Estevez. But it's he, a, he yeah. Estevez what with their name not being the same? Well, and I didn't, Martin Sheen is a screen name. His, his name's like Ramon Estevez or... or yeah. Yeah. yeah, Estevez is the family name. Yeah. And Emilio decided to go with it. And Charlie Sheen's an Estevez, too, but that's neither here nor there. All right, when we come back, we're going to get into Ask a Hiker and Ask a She-Hiker. The Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. Coming to you live from Mike DiLorenzo's charming basement in the historic beer district of Boulder, Colorado. It's The Trail Show. And we're back. Dilo. it's time for Ask a Hiker. How about I cue you up some music? Yeah, that was before you cue off that music, that was awesome music from our in-studio band, man. Segway in from James. Yeah. Awesome music from our in-studio band. All right. Now it's time for Ask a Hiker. All right. So we got a question here. Question number one is from Caleb Two Wars, who writes to us again from Afghanistan. Caleb says, Howdy Trail Show, POD and Disco. After I read your emails the other day, I went out on a mission and got to do some cowboy camping. Ah! It gave me some time to think about post-Afghanistan hikes, and I wanted to ask you about your favorite trails and dream hikes. All. What are your favorite trails? What makes them your favorites? What hikes have you wanted to do but haven't yet? Why do these trails call to you? I love that the trail show doesn't get mirrored in gear. <coughs> Frank P. <laughs> it changes all the time. And what works for some doesn't work for others. You all are hiking experts. Thank you. And I love your take on the avalanche available trails out there and why you love them. All the best, Caleb Two Wars. So the question is... What are your favorite trails? What makes them your favorites? What hikes have you wanted to do? But yeah, that's yet? a lot of questions. Well, Why do these sounds trails like a bonus show? You? Let's just talk about a trail, man. It's yeah. gestalt. Yeah, it is. 
So, um, yeah, I don't know. Who but, wants to lead off? You know, the PCT. PCT? Yeah? The PCT is, you know, because I love the AT and I love the CDT, but it's like the it's like got both of those together. Yeah. It's like the PCT and the ATT squished together the into way. one trail. I'm going to have to I'm gonna end it right there. I'm going to have to say the CDT because I don't want to hike with anyone. <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so the Camino's next for you, Dilo, right? That's right. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to bitch and moan about how many people are in this hostel. Why are there 600 beds here? Because I read about it at pmags.com. <laughs> That's right. Get on a trail! Uh, I agree with all those things. I, I think uh, talking about trails I'd like to hike, the AZT and the Grand Enchantment Trail... Yeah. And I'd actually like to do a long hike through South America. That's something I'd really, really like to do. How there, come? Is, there is talk of a Sendero de Chile, yeah, but there it's, is. It's, it's, it's not own, there yet. It's not there. It's not on the ground. And it's kind of tough back there. There's not a lot going on, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I would love to do a long hike through You could probably South piece, America. To, piece together a Sendero de Chile if you really wanted to. Yeah, not mm-hmm. by myself. It would be hard. Favorite trail for me, um, this is easy, PCT. It's just the best mix of hikeable trail with amazing scenery that's diverse. And then as far as like trails I dream of, you know, I'm really kind of pulled towards the southwest. And Mm -hmm. uh, I do have plans right now to through-hike the Grand Enchantment Trail this spring. I eventually want to hike the Arizona Trail at some point. I want to finish the Hey Duke Trail. So all my dream trails are kind of in the four corner states at the moment. So all this talk of foreign hiking, yeah. maybe uh, remember a dream trip I've always wanted to do. I would start in the Alps and <laughs> work my way down the Apennines through Italy. Because oh, the I, motherland. I, I would I get to practice my bad Italian, but forget about it. You can practice that with Rigatoni. Yeah, He's there in you studio. go. I, I know we were, we were talking earlier, but there is a trail called the Grande Scorsononi Apenninica. And it actually goes through the Apennines up until um, uh, Milano and Florence, remember? Hmm. But then it'd be just putting together your own trails um, because the Apennines are very rugged little mountains that aren't used recreationally too much. Okay. And it's where the ancestral villages, as a matter of fact. Actually, ah. I, I think the Apennines are used <clears throat> fairly heavily for recreation nowadays. Uh, near Aquila, but not really when you get towards southern Italy. Okay. Good more point. more good north point. central, yeah. but southern Italy is... Yeah, because that, that central region of Italy is... A big recreation vacation area. But not the southern part. So I've always said I would like to go from the top of the boot to the toe along the spine of Italy. I think that'd be really neat. (laughs) Noodleheads, trails, I mean, favorite trail? I have a dream hike, and that would be the 88 Temple hike in Japan. What is it? I I don't know what it's called, but there's this, this, I want to say it's like a thousand miles, and it it goes to these 88 Buddhist temples, and you hike. Huh. But, um... I've heard a lot about it from just my travels, and I don't know a whole bunch about it, but it is something that piques my interest. It's the uh, the Shinto route. The Buddhist, I'm sorry, the Shinto monks would walk that circuit, wouldn't they? If I remember correctly, it's, uh, it's like the Buddhist Camino. I don't know a lot about it other than Shinto. It's, Shinto. It's a dream, <laughs> right? It's that's what I'm saying. Namaste. Well, Buddhist and Shinto too. I'd like to try that Northwest Trail that oh. is new. Um, Which one? The thousand mile one that starts at Glacier. Pacific Montana. Northwest Trail. Pacific Northwest. Yeah, Trail. Glacier National Park to the Olympic National Park, right? Buck Thirty will be here next month. Yeah, we'll have to ask him. He's and he's done. He did it too. Pioneer of the PNW. Didn't he? he did not. He did everything from the PCT to the West. Ah, I see. Right. But there's a big right. chunk from the CDT to the You're PCT. Talking CDT to okay. Yeah. Got it. Question number two is from Mark Sanford. 
from South Carolina. He writes from the Appalachian Trail. Wait, from who? Mark Sanford. Okay. Sanford yeah. and his son? No. Oh, Mark Sanford. Just some guy. Mark Sanford from okay. South Carolina who happens to be on the AT. Hmm. You have certainly heard about the dangerous situation Rocket Llama got into on the PCT just a few weeks ago. Wow, you even knows about... Okay. It's very understandable what happened to her. After walking from the border to southern Washington, she must have felt invincible. I'm not asking you guys to lecture. That's not appropriate here. But what wisdom can the trail show offer for future hikers who might find themselves in similar situations? I don't know what happened to Rocket Llama, so... Well, basically, here, let me recap. She left town... Um, and stepped out into a snowstorm that dropped about three feet of snow in southern Washington. Ooh. And she got stuck and had to stay in the same spot for five days before she before the snow finally coalesced enough so that she could walk out. Point of clarification, did she have an umbrella? Was she able to do the praying mantis move that I've <laughs> talked about on previous shows? <laughs> it, ma- that, it matters. I, I, well, she probably had an umbrella because, you know, you're hiking in Washington State like in October. But we don't know for sure. Was she in Glacier Peaks? Uh, Glacier Peak Wilderness? Trout Lake. Oh, no, that's south of Glacier. That's south of... um, Is it Trout Lake? Trout Creek Pass or something? Wait, Trout Lake? That's... That's way south in Washington State. Yeah. Is it... I I was thinking Trout Lake was in Oregon. Forget about it. No, it's... That is a nightmare to be out and have... How many three feet? Three feet of snow. Has that ever happened to anyone it, it in this room? It basically snowed no. for five days. You can't you know? expect that. Yeah. No, well, you actually, can, though. You, can. you look at the weather. But three feet. I mean, the that's... calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, I think, I think the, the, the thing to be aware of here is that that's what happens in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Around, in October. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the end of September, October, that's when the winter comes. Yeah, and you've got to be the, done by then. And then it can hit, you know? So, um mm-hmm. I don't know. I think my advice would just be to really be aware of, you know, it's, it's tricky because like, like Mark Sanford here said, you know, you do, you do feel invincible, right? It's right. like, man, dude, I walked 2,300 miles, to think, you know? And you start to think the rules don't apply to me. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But, um, but the rules do apply to you. And it's like, well, maybe instead of rushing out of town, you should, you know, go to that weather.gov website and read the detailed forecast and just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Take it, yeah, take it to heart. Like, yeah. Take it no seriously. Yeah. I, I would say really you know, be disciplined at the beginning of the trail. And I'm not saying you have to rush through it, but maybe less time in towns. But the thing is, is that if you find yourself in this situation, you can't go back right. and, and be like, oh, I'm going to spend less time in town. But I think the lesson here is that everybody's going to find themselves in a situation, no matter what you're doing, even if it's just you're out hiking for the weekend. You know, and you find yourself in a situation where things didn't go as planned. You got to be strong enough to bail. That's what it comes down to. And that's even harder than going forward. It is. I've seen it before on long trails, like this compulsiveness to finish the hike, regardless of what's going on around you. People hike with injuries. Yep. 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 Yeah. It doesn't have to be weather. It can be injuries. It can be, you know, a personal matter that's going on back home that might need to be tended to. That's, you know, there's so many things. Mm -hmm. And it's like sometimes all, you know, you can be, your brain can just be so clouded by I've Mm got to get to Canada or I've got to get to Katahdin. And the reality is, is the trail is going to be there next year and the year after. And it's tough. It's easy to sit here and say, yeah, quit the trail if you need to. But it's a lot tougher to do when you're on trail. Just hang out for a few days. I would say you know, mountaineer, it's called Summit Fever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, we all hung out several times. We bailed from the CDT. We went to Crested Butte, Woo! you know, for a few days. We, we did a, we we did a lot of We bailed three times in Colorado, but 
got back on the trail a few I, days I've later. Seen, I've seen people just continuing through like plagues of locusts on the trail. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, dude, there, there's plagues of locusts. You should seek shelter. To be know? fair, for every time you've bailed, though, like you mentioned coming to Crested Butte, yeah. there's probably a time that, that you pushed it, too. Sure. Absolutely. It's almost like yeah. you're drinking while driving. You know, if you don't get a, a, a DUI or whatever, but people might have like yeah. drank a little bit, but other people are... I, maybe yeah, that's a yeah. terrible analogy. <laughs> well, I, I can give you an example but, of when we should have bailed and didn't. In, in 2008 in the Sierra, we left Kennedy Meadows on May 31st. It was early season, mm-hmm. way early season, and the creeks were basically raging torrents. We had a couple situations that, that, were, that we shouldn't have been in. We, we should have either not gone in that early or we should have gotten off at VVR for like two weeks. Wow, that's a little hyperbolic, but okay. Yeah. But anyway, we went through and we shouldn't have. And we both knew it at a certain yeah. point after we got past VVR. But we we went through and luckily nothing bad happened and it all worked out. But We were just summiting Katahdin last year for our through hike and like halfway up, and I don't turn around that often, yeah. but I was like, this is stupid. Like, why are we continuing to go up this? Yeah. It's snowing. It's slippery. You it's can't, cold. It's cold. We don't have gear. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it's one thing to have the right gear, but to just have like a 15-pound pack and to be in weather that could kill you. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's like, yeah. but we kept going, and, and we made it, and we're here to talk about it. But, I mean, we could have really easily been... Another rescue statistic had yeah. gone a little bit worse, but sure. it didn't. So we got lucky. We didn't even take a picture at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Well, we didn't have a camera, but okay. I mean, someone else offered to take our picture. We're like, no, we're good. We're good. We got to get down. It's, it's crazy. Up here. You may be the first through hikers in history that that actually told someone not to take your picture up there and didn't this get one. It's a dream come true. Let's get the hell. Let's down. get the hell down right now. All, All right. right. Well, well, thanks, Caleb and Mark. That was, those are great yeah. questions. Yeah, thank, thank you. Me. All right, P.O.D. All right, I have two questions as well. The first one is from John Hildebrand, who donated this month to the Trail Show. Big ups, Woo! John. And he wants to know how a single hiker like himself could meet like-minded single she-hikers. Mm-hmm. So a single hiker wanting to meet a girls that like to hike. Yeah. Yes. And, and this is something that I've heard come up a lot. Like, uh, over the last freaking decade. When you're on trail, it's more dudes than women. That's just Excuse me. the demographic. Just What's up? Real quick. What happened to the music? Well, it's... For the reading a, of the questions. Oh, okay. Just for the reading I of the questions. I thought you were going to oh ask, my God. What why show number this? is this? Yeah, D-Lo, oh. this is our 17th show, man. Where have you been? Come on. Plus two bonus here. shows. Come on, man. Forget here. about it. The, the music is just for the reading of the questions? Yeah. Okay. Glad you're clear. Dude. I got it now. That's and that that's your show. That's actually your segment, music. And you... And it took you 17 shows. I'm usually too busy talking, I guess. Uh, All right. I don't know the answer yeah. to this question. I mean, I feel you're, like... You're a girl. Mags has an answer to this oh, question. Oh, he does? Well, this is I the do. guy asking a girl. Yeah. Why does this ask a she-hiker? You know. Because he wants to know where all the she-hikers oh, are. Oh, yeah. I get it. So where it's a dude the... saying, yo, yes. how can I get you? What, well, not me. What well, not you, you but I right. mean, like, Mags has tell an me answer. what I, as a dude. Has the I have the answer. Oh, what? go ahead. You join a local outdoor group. Yeah. Can we get, like, some really powerful music or something? Just say that again, Mags. 
That's a trail tip. Wow, I feel honored. A trail tail tip. I, I just blew up so <laughs> you, your you, headphones. You join a local outdoor group, and you organize trips. And what happens is you're the organizing guy. You're the man. You're the man. You're organizing. People mm-hmm. come up to you, start chatting. Next thing you know, you go on a date. No. Yeah, but there's there's an issue here because I, I hear what you're saying, and I think that there's an abundance of of outdoorsy uh, people in the state, for example. We're in a but lucky I, place. But I, yeah. but I also think that, um, for example, the hiking that, that Disco and I like to do, for example, I think Disco would have a hard time being with someone who's not a thru-hiker. And I would have a hard time being with someone who's not a thru-hiker. Yeah, but that's, that's okay because you're not out to hang out with other thru-hikers. You're out to pick up. Members of the no, but I think that's sex. what he's saying. Is that he want? He's he just finished through hiking a trail, and I think uh, he wants to know. Well, you know, you should have picked up some trail tail, man. <laughs> no, that's and true. That well, no, th- out, but that's his question. Is like, it up, then suck it up and up. hang out with your outdoor yeah. group he, and and live and and uh, em- embellish the legacy of yeah. the X through hiking. No, like, I think I'm, the trail club, the the joining the outdoor club would still work because. You're still going to be outdoor people that yeah. love backpacking, and so you can meet someone on a weekend hike and find out if you're compatible or a day hike, yeah. you know, and, and build up to something bigger. Yeah, maybe you know. I remember Justin Traja. Yeah. She she never did a through hike before she met Traja. True, they did the uh, TRT together. Right. They, then they did the John Muir where he proposed. Ah, uh, uh, really quick for our Trager. listener. Trager is a very good friend of ours. We did the CDT with, along with Jeff. six, but she never through hiked. Yeah, and her first long through hike was the CDT. And now she's an animal. She yeah. is, just, and they're just amazing people. So, I would say, don't go. Th- I meet a through hiking person. No, you meet someone you're compatible with who enjoys the outdoors, and if they're compatible with you and they share the same dreams. You two can start the TRT Boom. and the JMT proposed marriage if you're really lucky. <laughs> I like it, man. And Max. maybe Max has got a plan Max for you. Has the plan. Max has got the answer. So don't look for someone who's you know a triple crown or a badass who's going to out hike you. No, Angie Skirka. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Is there a romance forum on PMAX.com? I should start one. But <laughs> meet, couples meet up. Meet someone you're compatible with who enjoys the outdoors from there. A through hiker, single blossom. white through hiker. <laughs> I know a, I know a single triple crowner that lives in Crested Butte. That's true. Female. That's true. John. Oh. she's an excellent you cook. Need to come to Soul Train night. She makes awesome cakes too. I mean, just their work. She made our wedding cake. It is a labor of love, and it's delicious. It's a new competition. Yeah. I, I think. Cue the music. Riga Tony and Angel here. How did you two meet? Not oh, through hiking. It's boring. Well, yeah, you you guys. But you guys met before met you were before hikers. you were cubicles. <laughs> you met in the cubes. Yeah, we were cubies. Yeah. I was Dilbert, and she was Dilbert's lover. But neither <laughs> one of us. We discovered backpacking together. Yeah. Okay, after the fact. So I, I would just say, like on the on the Mags thing is, there's all these other things that that I've heard about you can do, and we don't personally do them, but it seems like a great place to meet people would be. To go to these Alda West and all all mm-hmm. these gatherings yeah. and all these, yeah. you know, to go to hell, go try to pick up at, at um, Trail Fest every yeah, year, yeah. every days. year, you know, like <laughs> right? What? Why not? Hey, That's the guy wants are. to p- p- get a girl. Like. Or join the Trails and Elves meetup group. Yeah, totally, dude. Trails and <laughs> That's Elves. That's Delo's right favorite. Yep. This is from James Mancha of the Facebook. Came in today. Today, it did. Wow, hot off the press. Dear Princess of Darkness, 
After listening to bonus show number two, I have some questions. D'Lo mentioned that he would openly tell people that they should not camp near him and that you should not go backpacking in a place that you do not know so as to avoid the situation that you encountered with your trip. Well, I don't understand. Isn't the point of backpacking to go and explore new places? And don't most people go out in little groups to new places? (coughs) I mean, isn't that part of backpacking? That you cannot plan for everything and that you just do the best you can out there? I know that Dilo likes to <laughs> I know that Dilo likes to hike the same trails over and over at the same time every year, but I think for everyone else it sounds as though you are out exploring new places and you cannot possibly know every little thing about an area before you go. Also, well, this is a good part of the question. Wow, this is detailed. Yeah. Would any of you ever consider telling another through hiker on trail that they couldn't camp near you? Probably not. So why should it be any different on any other hike? Perhaps Dila's upcoming relocation to Amish country will restore his sense of shared ownership of beautiful places and will help him to realize that, as Mag's grandmother puts it, it's nice to be nice. Give it up for Grandma! Oh, oh my God! Let's, let's send this guy some stickers. I know. <laughs> I'm going to get James Monch's... Uh, yeah, his personal address. Send us some stickers. Yeah, James. Wow. Please wow. Uh, write us directly on our Facebook page. We'll hook you. With some so, stickers. so did you reference that with that? That question refers to a discussion that was had on bonus show number two. Number two, which is out now. And yes, if you want to, if you want to, like fully understand what that question is all about, go drop ninety nine cents on bonus show number two. Get yourself up to speed, and then after you've hit pause, press play, and you're about to hear the discussion that's going to unfold here. Yes. So, I actually think Dilo, that, you've got a lot of uh, questions to answer, sir. <laughs> well, I actually like the, the, the <laughs> second part of his question where he says, would you ever consider telling another through hiker on trail they couldn't camp near you? And I wouldn't do that. I, would, I mean, I wouldn't tell a, a, your average person that either. But I do think it's an interesting point that as through hikers, we treat other through hikers differently than we treat just your everyday person that you would meet. I, I mean, I know I'm guilty of that. And I'd have to answer that, actually. Honestly, I would probably not say, no, you can't camp next to me. But, in, uh, but really, honestly, what, I try, what <laughs> I would try to do is not put myself in that situation by camping a little bit off trail so that you would have to work a little bit to find me. And then if you had to work a little bit to find me, you're probably not going to ask if you could camp right next to me <laughs> in the first place because I'm well off trail, and you're like, this dude's sketchy. He's off trail by himself. I probably don't want to hang out. And he out looks like a homeless that. person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably, that's probably a safe bet. And you know, being an experienced hiker, I would, that's, that's the situation I would be. I'd try to put myself in, be a little bit farther off trail so that you have to work to find me. He had the it other on the question, show. The other answer that I'll throw back to James is... Um, the situation that POD in was taking a group of uh, people who are not experienced backpackers out on the trail for the first time. And in that situation, um, I think it's a good idea to go to a place that you know pretty well, right? You, you, I know the Lost Creek Wilderness pretty well. I know the, the loop that you guys did. And I would feel comfortable knowing that, okay, when we come down here and we get out of this overgrown... I, granted, I wouldn't know that a microburst went through there yeah. two years ago because I probably hadn't been there in two years. But I, I would know that if a microburst hadn't been through here last fall, yeah. that when it opens up down here, it's going to be in a big, wide-open valley, and I don't have to camp right next to that group of 18 young men over there. I can actually walk 
a you know a quarter mile across the valley up into the woods into the trees over there. Hey man, you're recapping you know? the whole bonus show discussion. Well, no, dude. but that, come that's, on, man. The the bonus the questions here yeah. are he's, he's asking that. It's true. You know he's asking that. Well, I know Dio likes to hang that same trails over and over again. <laughs> well, I, and I do, and I do, and it's because the trail is like an old friend. Oh, nice pull. See how but they're doing, isn't that right, Angel Hair? But you're more like the yeah, annoying uh, neighbor who sees the same people over and over again. <laughs> No, I would. The annoying neighbor who sees whoa, the same it's getting hot in here, people. It's getting lost. Ouch! You know, we had exactly we had that. I feel like I can answer that question because it happened to us on the AT last year. Was it was crowded in an area, and a guy literally set slept underneath so that his head. We have a Henry Shire's uh, squall too, and yeah. it has just a beak, and his head was under our beak. Our so that, vest. So he was looking into our tent. <laughs> what? And, and, and he was he, like, "Is this too close?" He propped a little chair up under there, and, like. And 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 I was just like, "Just make room for me to get out so I can pee, and I'm good." So I, I feel like that was in the white. So at least for me, huh. it doesn't matter how close you get to me. I'm going to let you camp there. Did you yell yeah. huddle up in the middle of the night? <laughs> no, double up, double up, double up, double up. He yelled triple up. Double up. I'll just say that question was a really harsh attack on Delo's authority, and that guy <laughs> definitely didn't have any respect for Delo's authority. He totally authority. stepped to Delo on a personal level. He stepped to Delo <laughs> on a personal I, level. I didn't take it personally at all. I think he he just questioned what I said in the last show. That's fine. Well, and I okay. think he raised a, a larger question of like the fact that yeah. that sometimes I think we treat people differently, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we make assumptions about their status. Hey, hmm. I'm I just like- impressed that. For the second time this show, Mags's grandma solves. <laughs> I love it, man. You know, yeah. I was going to say thanks for giving props to my grandmother. I miss her, so thank you. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Including Frank P. We especially want to thank Mountain Toe Brewery for providing uh, yes. today's beer. The Vit. We really Go check them out in Golden. They're awesome. We Great really place. enjoyed the Belgian and the Wit. That's correct. You can check them out at mountaintoebrewing.com. And you can always find us at thetrailshow.com, facebook.com slash thetrailshow, twitter.com slash trailshow, and now on Stitcher Radio, and of course on iTunes. We'll be back next month. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, Mags, Delo, Angel Hair, and Rigatoni, I'm Disco. See you in November. Ciao. Thank you. Thank you, Martin Sheen. Thank you, Martin Sheen. It's nice to be nice. It's nice to be nice. (laughs) (laughs) This month on the Trail Show Bonus Show. Next time when somebody says to you, hey, do you mind if I camp here? Just say yes. Just say, yes, I do mind. Can you please camp somewhere else? <laughs> oh, yes, I mind. <laughs> Can you please camp I'm not that else? pretentious, man. Oh, I am, man. I know you are. That's why you're a bit bold. <laughs> because you just, save, you just tell it like it is. You tell them like it is, and you save yourself the agony of writing the letter. You yeah. save yourself the agony of a night with 16-year-olds yelling and stuff. You just, s- just tell it like it is, Mags. So anyway. You say, go suck eggs in Boston. That's- the Trail Show Bonus Show. Because one show a month just ain't enough. Currently available at cdbaby.com slash artist slash the trail show.